These are tales of danger and the pursuit of endless riches. Adventurers and heroes from all parts of the world charging into the unknown, setting steel and magic against the most impossible foes, with each time wondering if this would be the last. Storms gather on the horizon, and evil rises from the waters of despair. These are tales of endless adventure. These are The Awakened Fables. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Welcome to Estoran, part of the Awakened Fables universe. I am DM Sam, and as usual, we are being joined by my five dedicated and definitely none of them being cleric players. <laughs> Um, we have only taken a short rest between this session and the last session as the uh, combat took much, much, much longer than DM Sam ever anticipated, and frankly that was a uh, negatory on my side, so I apologize for my nat one in time, everyone. <laughs> in the meantime, you guys have been getting a very peaceful short rest as giant spiders scuttle around in the nearby cavern, and you guys have been, I suppose, staring at various dead bodies which have been assembled around you. It makes for a very, very relaxing rest, I can imagine. All right, so there's not going to be any flavor side of things, which is um, going to differentiate between this and last session, but from what I understand, the majority of you should have undergone a level up. So uh, any of you happy and willing to advise what your level up is? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I just leveled up just one more level in Paladin, um, but I gained, I believe... Uh, another aura, uh, it was Aura of Devotion. So while I'm conscious, friendly creatures, including myself, within 10 feet cannot be charmed. Yeah. All right, that was oh, for Morgan, nice. who was our resident undead slayer. Pretty much. Killer. <laughs> Sam, as I was sitting there, I noticed after a while that the torch had gutted out, but that I could still see when I wanted to. It's uh, so taking up another level in monk. I have gone inadvertently started down the path, the way of the shadow, and uh, can spend chi points for, to cast darkness, dark vision, pass without trace or silence, and can also cast the minor illusion, illusion cantrip. Ooh, convenient. Guess that um, brief stint into being nearly dead must have um, unlocked something in there. Yeah, the pathways of the darkness. What about young Master Tinkret? Well, young Master Tinkret went into some kind of fugue when he was resting, and um, some powers spoke to him, and he <laughs> and he listened. And um, he, it is a first, absolutely. <laughs> and he um, has struck a bargain, and uh, has has a number of skills according to that. Um, a couple of extra spells, a bit of magic where he can use his charisma modifier instead of um, intelligence, which is handy. <laughs> and um, yes, he's become a hex warrior. Ooh. A hex blade. Yes. Those are always fun. So the first time he actually listens it to someone, it's potentially to sell his soul to them. He hasn't sold it. <laughs> Where's Posh like? <laughs> Can we give it back? It keeps talking to us. <laughs> well, he's got passive persuasion of 20, so I should be okay. 
We'd like to give you your soul back. It keeps telling us to do things. <laughs> That's quite likely. All right. Uh, Luke E with Ogre. Did you apply a level up? Yep. I uh, just won another level one fighter and got my British durability. Which allows me to add a d6 to any saving throw. And if it goes over 20 as a result, it is counted as an at 20. Ooh, convenient. Won't lie, because of the static on the channel, I totally heard you say your British durability, and now I'm just imagining <laughs> Ogre there with, like, tins, drones. Like, pip, pip, old boy, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right, right. In the name of the Queen, telly ho. <laughs> After those undead chaps, you know. Stiff up a lip, old boy. I think it, I think I think Ogre as a half orc would be more sort of East End gangster. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I can't do a Cockney accent though. <laughs> I'll punch you in the face. Yeah, right, mate. Yeah, right. You better fucking watch out. You what, mate? <laughs> oh, they're good. Keep keep them coming, Sam. <laughs> I tried. All right, Solturum. <clears throat> well, I mean, it gave me an opportunity to master some spells I've been studying for a long time, for quite some time, but didn't quite have the, uh, hadn't quite been able to get my head around, and I feel quite confident now that I'll be able to um, render some assistance to my colleague, to my 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 my, uh, my colleagues in the next battle. Excellent. And if I read that correctly, that probably means things are going to get a bit weird, aren't they? Well, people might get a bit, um, you know, uh, people might suddenly find that they are immune to bludgeoning damage. Um, and, <laughs> and and there may be some unnatural lightning occurring. <laughs> oh. oh, yes, because natural lightning occurring around D&D players is such a common thing. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. So like I said, guys, you have been undergoing a short rest as you've been recovering from the effects of the previous battle where you pretty much took on five exceptionally durable undead who had been left to either wander this part of the mine or had been left as a guard. You aren't entirely sure. It looks like a formidable amount of damage has been done to the mine, and even as you have a look around and don't do anything strenuous, which might um, violate you guys having a short rest, you are able to ascertain that it looks like quite a lot of damage seems to have been done to the mine as well as the mining equipment. Directly north of you, you can see that the passage seems to lead into a small room where there is an immense pool of molten metal which has been tipped over onto the ground and no immediately um, immediately obvious way to get past all of that. Likewise you can see many people who, uh, many unfortunates who seem to have been caught in that particular mess. Aside from that you have heard the occasional scuttering of a um, spiders and other things coming from the passage that you guys uh, went through in order to get to this particular area. And lastly, you probably have been hearing Tinkerit oddly chatting to himself in very terrifying ways. More so than normal. More so than normal. I think quite unfairly, Sam may have just locked down the maps that we can't see. Is that right? <laughs> Sorry? So, oh, I didn't uh, know they were there. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, well, give me a second. I'm just reconstructing what you guys would be able to see on the map. Cool. Or have seen. Okay, hold on, Edison. You're in. 
and we can still see ourselves, which is nice. Yes, see, I'm improving. Yeah. And that way. Alrighty. So, let us begin. Like I said, you guys have a very large pile of molten metal currently in the passageway north of where you currently are. Aside from that, you, the room that you're currently in does seem to have been damaged enough that even some of the supporting foundations, the stone and dirt around you seems to have been shifted and it probably looks like one good or unexpected blast might actually bring part of it crumbling down on top of you. On top of me or on top of the uh, molten metal? On top of you guys. Okay. Who's, is anyone good at stone stuff? Like, no. No. Isn't Morkan made from stone? I have stone endurance. But that just makes me immune to 1d12 damage. Does uh, not give me affinity with rocks, unfortunately. So is that um, molten metal look, look, show any signs of, of cooling? I mean, it's been a little while now. I mean, is there, is, there's no heat source to it, is it? It's just... Yeah. Uh, there are certain sections which do look slightly cooler than the other part. Uh, as mm. near as you can tell, that seems to be more of the slag metal, basically uh-huh. the cheaper stuff which would have cooled a lot quicker. Uh-huh. It seems that the central core of the metal itself, however, does seem to be at least hot enough that you can feel it radiating once you get fairly close to it. Um, can I pick up this body and throw it in there? Hang on, let's have a look at it first. <laughs> I was just going to pick up one of the zombie bodies and throw them in. Is that a zombie body, though? Yeah. That one Isn't is? It? No, okay, this well. is a worker. Oh, yes. I'll grab the zombie body. All right. You'll grab a zombie body. All right. Um, <laughs> passive strength. Yeah, you should be high enough to do so. All right. So in order to test the heat of the metal, Olga presumably lifts up the undead body and turfs it in. Immediately you guys can hear a sizzling noise and witness the... Uh, the body itself seeming to char. It does sink a little bit into the metal. It's definitely hot enough that it does seem to be, however, just cooking instead of outright melting. I was going to say, does it leave a thumbs up? Does it leave a thumbs up as it sinks down? (laughs) (laughs) How far does it sink up? Can we stand on it? Uh, Not without vastly damaging probably your shoes and then presumably your feet. Yes. What are those um, things on the wall that we can see? I'm pinging them on the map. Roll me inside. Thirteen. All right. So apparently you've had some uh, previous experience, at least with smelters or something similar. When you have a look at the chains, you can see that nearby they seem to be laying near old canisters or smelters, that's the word I'm looking for. It looks like these seem to have been areas where they have previously chained the smelters to the walls. However, it looks like these particular chains have been severed or at least torn off on one end. The other side of the chain is still there. However, the other side is not. Um, the, The wagon, what kind of wheels has it got? Uh, wooden. Wooden. And is there any water in the water barrel? 
Uh, the water battle was shattered and basically it had been leaking out for some time. There is a little bit of water, but at this point it would be more for maybe refreshing your water skins. It definitely wouldn't be enough to make much headway into the area. I could have a sponge bath. Right. You can have a sponge bath. Yeah. You can convince whoever you're talking to to give you a sponge bath. Um, what about Ray of Frost? What about Pull it? Down. Oh, let so me have a shot. It? Yeah, I can probably... Let me have a... I'll hit uh, Sam... I don't know. This bit here. Mm-hmm. See what impact it has. I mean, it could actually have a, a bad impact on it. I don't know how rapidly cooling molten metal is going to work, but... When is, of, when, uh, when is when is uncertainty like that? When is uncertainty like that ever stopped me? <laughs> I'm just going to move away from there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Sultorum walks up to the edge of the lava. Whoa, and... whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't say I walked up to the edge of the lava. I'm not an idiot. Yes. <laughs> I'm standing back. I'm standing back, kind of where I am. <laughs> he's insane, but he's not stupid. <laughs> Okay, so this spell has 60 feet of range. I'm just going to be, like, back here. <laughs> Tinker, get between me. <laughs> I just ran. You saw me run. <laughs> All right, so not at the edge of the llama. Uh, right Tinker, on the other hand, goes through and... Sorry, no, Solturum. Solturum takes an aim at the molten metal directly in front of you, and it is he makes short work of casting the cantrip Ray of Frost. Immediately, a small beam of icy blue shoots out of his hands and begins to line across the ground. And as it impacts into the metal, you can hear a horrible sizzling noise and very rapidly a a cloud of steam arises from that area. Uh, Those of you with a passive perception of at least 15 will be able to see that the metal uh, that is hit by the ray of frost does rapidly cool, but it does also begin to shrink um, as the metal around it begins to warm it up again. Okay. What's the ceiling made out of, Sam? Or what's, is it just a rocky ceiling? Or Correct. Yeah. Did we, uh, uh, did we, did we, did we want to um, maybe go back to the spider's um, uh, lair and see whether if we go north, that passage takes us anywhere? Maybe get around it? Makes sense. Well, well, I don't like leaving things behind us, to be perfectly honest. That's my thinking. Yeah. Well, that, that's a reason to go back to the spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't see any immediate way. Up. Um, it's a wooden cart, which will burn if we put it in there. Ray of Frost is going to take me um, days of repeatedly firing Ray of Frost <laughs> to get anywhere. Um I'm not quite sure what other options we have here. You've given up a little of... bit early. You've got the well, climb, walls. Climbing across. We can move the cat... cart up there and put the thing. Yeah, we can climb across with the ropes. We've got all is got there, ropes. Is there any um, ledge around the edge that would be available or is it molten metal right up to the to the edge of the room? So the molten metal has spread erratically around the room. For the most part, you can see maybe here and there, tiny ledges around the edge of the room. It would take someone extremely dexterous to jump between those safely, especially repeatedly, but it is possible. Hmm. Sam, can I um, examine 
the the room to see if there's anything that I should be the you know anything any hidden objects. Sorry, this as in the lava room. Yep, that's all right. For some reason, I can't move my character at the moment, but I'll worry about that later. Mm, is it still attached to you? Let's find out. Um, controlled by Nero. Yes, it should be attached to you. All right, I've just redone it. Let's see if that works. Not able to move? Um, I can't move. I can see you moving around. Is that? No, that's that's, that's all turn. <laughs> odd. Oh. Very odd. Hmm. Ah, got it. And. So I've got a 19 for investigation, and I'm also yep. wondering if my um, my my rope of entanglement, if I could uh, use that along with my whip to help me get round. Dun, 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 dun. 19 of investigation. All right, let me have a look, and I might whisper this one to you. No. <laughs> Can you guys hear my keyboard this week? No. A little bit. Damn. Damn. I got excited. All right, first part is with you now, Michael. Yeah, right. I say, oh, there's a... Something strange has gone on in this room. Those are chains in the wall. On the left side, on our west side, they've all been torn out and there's scraps of dead flesh around them. Oh. Right. Is that in this room or in the, the molten metal room? Molten metal. Do the chains look like they're still attached to the wall? On the east side. Well, sorry, these, I think it's that there used to be more, um, there were more of them, but they've been ripped out. Right. And those things we killed didn't look like they were part of that, did they? Don't know. Well, they did walk out of that room somehow. Sam, is that right? Sorry? Did they actually walk out of the room? They did not. They were just hanging around here, were they? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Is the roof in the lava room, does that look like it's going to cave in? Or just one that we were in? We were fine. The roof in the lava room does not look like it has received any particular damage. Most of the damage seems to be localised only around the chains, uh, which were finished broken. Okay. I think we could just cave that roof in and use it as like a, a stone bridge. Mirai, what's your acrobatics like? I think it's good enough. I think I, think I can do it. I think I can do it. It's, um, but I, I don't think... I don't know that we all can. I definitely can't. No, me neither. I, I've got no chance. I'm moderately confident. How much rope would we do? That's a, that's a constant state of being for you, um, Tinkrit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it gives us no insight into how we come the problem. That's true. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking that perhaps if Miro and I could spring across with a rope, we could drag you guys over fast enough on the, um, on the, the if you stood inside the thing, get it across before the wheels burn. Are you strong enough to pull it with all of us inside, though? It's a wheel, so, you know, give me a lever large enough and I'll move the world. Yeah, into soft metal where it might bog, because it catches on fire and then disintegrates. And I don't think that's die? technically bogging. Won't be, no, it won't be bogged. <laughs> You'll be so, burned alive before okay. it's bogged. So we push the, the <laughs> yeah, this thing. wagon up into the area, at least, yeah. how, how, hang on, how wide is it? Yeah, so whatever water is left, put on the wheels, soak the wheels as much as you possibly can. Freeze the wheels. You could freeze the wheels. Oh, a, a, right. a, a, a ray of frost on each of the wheels where we put, put water on it. Right. They may yep. then shatter and explode. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. look. It's 25 feet long. If we put it 25 feet into lava, right, we just have to make a jump. Yes. How far is your long jump? Yeah, how far is the jump? Hang on. Like if you if you dash, just Google jump in D and D Beyond. Yeah. You should have it in the D and D Beyond. Um... What if I sneak yeah. over? If I sneak around the if I sneak around the edges, because it would be a bit of a shame to get to the other side and discover we needed to retreat. <laughs> <laughs> If you have a run up, you get ten. You get uh, a number of feet up to your strength score. Oh, well, that's not even fast. But you've got to move at least ten feet um, immediately before the jump. Well, the wagon's twenty-five feet long. I think Olga can jump further now as well. Yeah, I can jump to eighteen it, then. Yeah, if that's uh, my strength I, score. I, I get to jump ten feet. <laughs> yeah, mine's sixteen. So how how far is this? 30, 45 feet. So we have to jump like 20 feet if we get 25 in because of the yeah. wagon. It's 25 foot long, but we only have to move it 10 feet in and we jump to it. And then we're, 10, you... feet, then we're 10 feet in and then you go another 25 and then we have to jump another 10 to get off. Okay, oh, well, re- how do you move it 10 feet in though? Because those 10 go, feet are going to be hard to all push. behind it and go, yeah. Sorry, we yeah. got, we got, some, we we got two, two strong boys. Um, yeah, we take the snaps off as well, and then we just use oh. that as a platform, jump from that to the next one. Yeah. Or you can take the water, yeah, chuck the water barrel. Chuck barrel the water in barrel in too, yeah. yeah. Water barrel, wagon. Now, chaps, I don't know if anyone else has noticed that this wagon is filled with copper ingots. There are blank 
ingots. Right. Was that blank? Were you saying that there's nothing on them, or you were using blank as in you don't know how many there are? No, no, no. It's not a guessing game. It's that these are supposed to be have a sigil on them, uh, so that they can be properly taxed, and they don't. Dun, dun, uh, dun. Blank. Well, that sounds like House Conard through and through. <laughs> Does. That's not an issue at the moment. Chuck it in the lava, watch them, but maybe it makes footpath for us. Well, the other thing is that these wheels are, are reinforced with metal. Okay. So this, uh, this, this plan of Sultrums is starting to get some wheels, or at yes, least I'll, legs. I'll, I'll, I'll own that plan. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <Team Cook. laughs> Couldn't do it. <laughs> now, 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 now that um, as we of course did examine thoroughly the card, <laughs> filled with loot. All right, well, let's get rid of this. Uh, don't we want to unload it? Um, and you, so, what are we going to do? Use some of the, uh, the, the the copper to um, create a path across. Is that it? No. Hopefully, I, I think no. that I think the plan is to. What about this? I go around uh, the other side. I go over to here where I can now ping. Mm. Um, then with, a, with my trusty whip, rope, and rope of entanglement, um, do the best I can to get ready to help. Mm-hmm. You will push the thing in as far as you can after you ray of frost you, like around here to, see, to try and give it a... So if you push it, hopefully it'll roll a bit further than... Mm-hmm. And otherwise, then it's a hop, skip, and a jump, and right. I get to do the I'll pew, pew with own. the ray of frost. And then the strong boys will push. Me and the ogre will push the cart as far in as we can. And then you can then we but can we just do a test with one of the ingots to see what happens when we throw it in? Sam? That thing is true money. Like it is money. It's yes. Money, yeah. Yeah, we well. can click that on the way back. All right, so, so we, we unload not, the cart. Not without that a wagon, we can't. <laughs> See how much we can fit in our backpacks. But the wagon's not getting out of here anyway. Look, it's twenty foot wide, and the passengers passengers are only ten foot wide. So who cares? Yeah, there's got to be another way. There's got to be another way they get their they they get their um their their ingots to the surface. They're not getting it out through the front door that went through through the passenger we came in. um, I'll also tie a rope. If assuming I get over here and don't burn to death, I'll Mm. tie a, a rope onto here, then throw the rope to you guys once mm. you're on the way so that you've got something to pull if you're in the cart you can be pulling your way across sounds good let's do this um but before we do that sam can i please just take one ingot and put it into the place it gently on the uh, place it on there to see what the effect of it is sure. all right so as you apparently gently place it on the surface. You can see that the weight of the ingot is enough that it, again, like the corpse, presses it down into the depths of the metal itself. It takes some time, but it does begin to heat up ever so slowly, but it seems to maintain its form until Mm -hmm. it basically is consumed by the rest of the copper and sinks out of sight. Okay. Could we use as a stepping stone, like single-use stepping stone? Aye, aye, aye. I, I think the card idea is better because the stepping stone idea, that's sinking under its own weight. You put any weight on top of it, it's going to go straight in by the sounds of it. Yeah, plus we probably don't have enough for everyone. Yes, true. Plus also, yeah, we probably want to make bank with this stuff later. So. All right, let's do that. Let's dump, <laughs> let's dump all the 
cover ingots, push cart in, and jump across. Tinkrid, is there any chance you could uh, inspire me a little? You can be can consider yourself inspired, sir. Can't believe I'm asking for this, but <clears throat> still, it's uh. So, Sam, what are my last few dice rolls going to be? Is it going to be a acrobatics <laughs> check? Is it a? I would have thought it was a persuasion, maybe, or a uh, passive perception. What am I going to need to? Uh... It's acrobatics, is it not? All right. So to make your way around the room, I would be recommending acrobatics. At least that is what I would recommend in order to get so uh, to for you to do so. I am willing for you to do other things so long as you can rationalize it for me. I wonder if I should cast haste on you. You get uh, though. Doesn't your spell um, tinker it give him um, it, uh, additional one d six in terms of dexterity? Um, no, not any, dexterity. Any roll. Any roll. Any roll. Okay. So, I mean, if I cast haste on him, he gets dexterity advantage on dexterity saving throws. Um, but that's. Hang on, with my new ring, I instantly succeed on a dexterity saving throw. So I'll be fine, guys. <laughs> Def- definitely. <laughs> so yeah. the half Goliath just does a rendition of Swan Lake upon the lava. <laughs> All right. Well, Can so... I use my rope of entanglement to give me advantage on this uh, acrobatics check? Yes, you may. I'm perfectly fine for you to uh, Wonder Woman or Indiana Jones it. Whichever. Let us do this. Fantastic. So I'll have my rope of entanglement in one hand and my whip in the other and try to uh, you know, go from one to one. So we'll see. All right. So go long, chaps. I'm going to run this as a gauntlet of skill challenges. So your first <laughs> roll. Let's have a look. Oh. Okay, so for those who obviously can't see them, um, our dice rolls, his first roll was a 6, and fortunately he was rolling at disadvantage because the next one was a 22. All right, so it is a very careful and almost a misstep as you t- just edge yourself along close to the lava and make a very small hop over to the first of the areas which is clear of the molten copper. You wobble there for a second before you gain your balance. All right. Hit me up with another one to get to the next area. You can do it. All right. So 14 and 12. All right. So flavor this one up for me. You're going to get two-thirds of the way there. The next dice will be your final one, and you're safe. What do you do in this case? I can the uh, the first the first part was was pretty easy, but now the heat from the uh, liquid metal beneath, just inches below me, is uh, I'm starting to sweat, and I can feel my um, it's getting harder to hold on to my uh, to my rope and onto my whip. Oh no! Oh dear! Can I cash in in one of my twenties, Sam? Yes, you may. <laughs> Did you already use your bardic inspiration? Um, I didn't, okay. but I would still not like to dice it with a 10. All right. So in that case, your 
Stash 20s goes down to two. Or it could just not enter itself in because it's a jerk. There we go. All right. So there is a very sudden moment and you can kind of feel your heart almost leap out of your throat as you feel your whip begin to slide from your hand in an almost ominous and slow motion way. You react on split second timing and grab onto the nearby chain and that is enough to stabilize you. However, your whip begins to fall towards the lava. A very quick kick of your uh, foot manages to flick it back up and it settles nicely over your shoulder as you push yourself off the wall using the chain and swing over to safety on the other side. I now get busy. Am I able to tie a rope onto this without risk of death? That is perfectly fine. All right. All right, let's roll this card. Chaps, I'm across. Oh, Oga? can I just have a quick look around, Sam? Mm-hmm. I seem to be on the verge of an abyss. So. Yep. Give me a sec. All right, so directly ahead of you, you can see that the passageways of the mine go much further in and much deeper than you were actually expecting. It looks like the tunnels are quite cramped, but you can also see that there has been more damage to the mine immediately ahead in a small antechamber up here. The roof is a bit shaky, but you aren't worried. So long as you are careful and don't create too much noise, you should be able to pass it without too much of a problem. Correct. And there's no immediate threats. None that you can see. And then could I do a quick inspection for hidden doors or that sort of thing? Sure. So in your immediate area around here? Yes. Yeah. So let me ping. There we go. Around there. Yeah. We've All got right. a passive of 21. <laughs> Using them passives. All right, with the passive of 21, as you inspect around, you can see that the design of the mine doesn't seem to lend itself towards any secret passages, at least as near around as you can see. It doesn't necessarily look like the northern end of the spider passage must uh, connect up to here, so you're not entirely sure where that one must be leading to. All right, come across. Chaps. All right, let's start pushing the cart. What? Unload it? Yep. I assume we were already doing that. Yeah. Yeah. While he's hop skipping and jumping over. All right. So presumably uh, everybody begins to move the cart along and very rapidly moves it down towards the molten lava. Uh, it rattles over the various rocks and damage that has been done to the flooring of the mine, and you begin to brace yourself as you head towards the molten lava, just in time for the uh, cart to hit. When it goes in there, you have to do a strength check just to ensure that it is going to be pushed further along and into the area that you're looking it to be. So roll me a group strength, unless one of you would like to designate one of you guys to be strong enough. Uh, strength athletics or just strength? Um, 
athletics. Let's go athletics. Okay, never mind. Ignore that. Ignore the 20. Nah. Oh, never mind. Please take that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm happy to take that 20 before I, since I didn't clarify it before. Thank you, Sam. You're such, such a benevolent god. I try. I try. We're just getting Addison and Ogre to do this, aren't we? The rest of us aren't going to be able to contribute at all to this. Uh, I mean, also, like, it's not really something that um, would tinker it. I think you and I would probably... Don't have to keep your hands dirty. I've already come up with the idea. That's my job. Mm. I've endorsed it. That's my (laughs) job. To be honest, I thought I I said the thing about pushing it in, but you know what? Never never mind. It's it's okay. You take take credit. Yes. You're talking to a brick wall there, mate. Get used to it. (laughs) Yeah, I've not been with you guys long enough, clearly. Well, 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 welcome to the behavior of management, my friend. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this, but you know what? They don't even pay you that well. <laughs> At all. All right. So you guys are barreling down towards the molten metal. Um, Solturum and Tinkerit, frankly, I'm just going to assume, are, is going to be within the cart itself if they're not helping to push? Yes. Right. You're, you're making it harder for us to push? Thanks. That's great. <laughs> All right. So there is a bump as it begins to slam in and make its way through the car. Uh, sorry, through the molten copper. You can hear and smell the burning of the wood, and you guys do not have much time. You're going to have to leap for it. Go. All right. Uh, what's, what, what check are we making? Uh, athletics? Uh, sorry, acrobatics? Or- uh, I would say acrobatics. If you guys just want, uh, if you did a run up, you guys Tinkrit and Solturum can do a, a acrobatics. While I'm going to be again generous and say Mokan and Ogre, you guys got your run up, and so long as you continue running into the cart, you should be able to jump over without too much of an issue. Good. This is good. I, like I think this. we're already in it. What are we? What are we rolling for? Sorry. If, we, if if Tinkrit and, and Solturum were in the cart when they were being pushed along, what what do we need to roll for? Oh, you're running to jump across the gap. Oh, to get to Michael, to get to Nero. Correct. Okay. Well, it was nice knowing you all guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell Nero to get ready with his rope and just pull you. Get ready, Nero. Here I come. I'm doing the run up. Wait, aren't so, you an Ace? Ain't, aren't you an Ace Man? Uh, can't you grow wings? Not yet. Ah, oh, okay, never mind. Not until about level 10, I think. Oh, Jesus, okay. Hmm. I throw the rope to them so that they can pull it across as, a bit more if, if possible. All right. So in that case, I'll grant them advantage for their um, acrobatics. You can do it. Uh, bonus action. Bonus action. Yes. <laughs> you you right. have, what's his name? Uh, uh, Bardic Inspiration. So I can add a D6 to that. Yes. Make, please make good use of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for those who can't see, Solturum has just rolled a double 10 and then rolled a 2 using his Bardic Inspiration for a total of 12. Woo! 
All right. Uh, let's get this from Tinkrit as well before I uh, flavor it up for you guys as to what's going to happen. Oh, I'm going to jump as well, am I? Well, presumably. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're going to sink into the lava. You know what? This is how I die. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I spring across. Have I got advantage as well? Or... Do, you, do you need it at this point? Well, I was going to try and help him if I was going to get it. That's why. I got, <laughs> like, I got a really uh, special one. You know what? I'm going to use a D20. You'll use uh, a D20. As I jump past, I grab Salturum's cloak and fling him over me into the wagon. Alrighty. I'm just imagining one of those bullcrap anime moments where you're like somersaulting the air and That's use it. extra momentum yeah. to yeah. Um... And I do. Uh, I, do double superhero, I do a superhero landing too. Oh. You know? The floor under you cracks a little more. A little <laughs> just bit. a little bit. Not, not enough to crack the wagon. Of course. Alrighty. So... Morgan and Ogre, you are able to jump after both Tinkrit and um, Salturum, and you take a moment to, I suppose, wonder as you almost hover midair as Tinkrit manages to somehow scoop up Salturum and fling him midair in defiance of all known laws of gravity and nature. They both land safely on the other side, very promptly followed by the two of you. I say, not the fling I was looking for, but it'll do. <laughs> I guess coming back is an issue for later. <clears throat> all right, we're all in, are we now? Correct. And we're trying to pull, pull ourselves across with the rope. <clears throat> uh, you guys are all on the same side now. So you're all over here by Michael's character. Oh, okay. I would copy paste it all, but I'm fairly sure I'd end up dragging the cart and various zombies over with you. <laughs> <clears throat> just bring everything along with us. <laughs> you just don't understand. We might need this undead court. <laughs> I, I haven't right. finished your song for you, by by the way, Lord Selturum. Oh, really? No, I, you, I, you've I made progress. I finished a song, but not the song you requested. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you later. All right. So, as before, you guys are able to pretty much confirm the same things that Nero did. Again, the buckling of the roof roughly around here is probably the most worrying, and in order to get past, you will likely need to roll a stealth check just to uh, ensure that you're not making more noise than necessary. Okay. Well, good luck, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, clang, clang, clang goes the Goliath. Mine, I don't get it with disadvantage at all. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> if people need assistance, I can pass without trace, which gives plus 10 bonus to stealth. Yes, this is a good idea. That's <laughs> this is good. <laughs> this is what we need in the fight. Does that, does that cover more than one person? Uh, covers... I think it's up to you and them. your companions. Yeah. Oh, well, then I think we should be doing that. 21, let's go. <laughs> All right. So for those who don't know, Pass Without Chase is a very useful spell <laughs> that um, a variety of people get, but it's generally only rangers and sometimes <laughs> rogues who tend to make most advantage of it. 
Specifically, a veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions from protection. For the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including yourself, has a plus 10 bonus to dexterity stealth checks. So it's pretty OP, but it does only last at most for one hour. It is also a second level spell. All right, so... Nero, walk us through it. What is the mental gymnastics you got to to decide that the entire team need a path without trace to do this? The um, again, at the moment, these um, monk powers are just sort of emerging from me. So I hear the uh, I hear the, the party complaining or expressing fear and concern as to how they can get past with uh, without causing a cave in. So. As my um, as I turn my mind to this puzzle, I start to see the uh, the traces of fate around around each of them, and I guide them through. Excellent. All right. So for the rest of you, you feel an intense presence. It's slightly cold, but not unwelcome. So it's definitely a. I suppose, welcome change after the heat of the previous passage as shadows seem to bear in around you and you can hear pretty much any noise that you're making just muffle and fall to complete silence. All right, so we have Salturum, Tinkered, and Nero. I believe that we still have Ogre who needs to roll. Sorry. How dare you. Alrighty. What? Wow, at disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, 27. There we go then. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Olga just goes silenter than the grave. <laughs> All right, so the four of you, sorry, five of you, are going to be pretty much completely silent. There is nary a tremor from the ceiling directly above you. This is good. Thank you for the silence, my friend Nero. What the? Thank you. Thank you for the silence. I appreciate it. Okay. So, uh, as you begin to head into the further chamber, um, I forget what everybody's line of glowiness and brightness can actually see up to. But you can also smell the waft of death and can hear movement from around you. Uh, right. What does yeah. my divine sense sense? It senses dead people. Okay. <laughs> uh, do I know how many... It's 60 feet, correct? Yeah, 60 feet. I'm just trying to see if I, if I know how many. The type of fiend in here is not identity. Okay. Yes. I, I can tell how many, but just not whom it is. Okay. Um, where are you? I think you've moved yourself out of my sight. I should be in the middle of the room. <laughs> oh, no, there you are. Okay, give me a sec. I'm going to do something which is probably going to look really weird to you. <laughs> this is okay. 
All right. So within your divine sense, you can sense four undead creatures. Okay, everybody, four undead coming up within 60 feet. I think at least, right? At least, yes. <laughs> if we move forward, we might, might see more. I, th- I think before battle, this, the last bunch of undead constructs were, it might be wise if I um, cast haste or either, or, or stone skin on some of our frontline fighters. Um, so <laughs> I, I just, I'm just not sure who out of Ogre, you or Mog Khan, uh, would you, be um, twin dust. Yeah, I can. I can use sorcery points to do that. Yeah. Oh, I can haste both. Yeah. And then we just wreck everything. A bit, uh, a bit of stone skin. I wouldn't mind that because then I'll go front line. I've, I've, I've upped my smashability or smashing power. All right. Well, let, let's work this out. I can. I, I've got enough sorcery points um, to twin spell both spells if need be. But I'm not really sure whether I want to. Um, Spend spent both those spells. That I wouldn't waste them all now. Both. Let's, let's just check the room, see if it's small zombies or big zombies first, and yeah, go from yeah. there. So far, I can N- Nero, Nero, did you want to sneak up and see whether you, uh, do you you have dark vision now? I do. Olga seems to be the best at sneaking, but I'm happy to sneak forward and uh, <laughs> currently, whoever, yeah, can, I, whoever, can I keep that role and just keep sneaking with him? <laughs> <laughs> if you would like, yes, right. I'm yeah. sneak also because we can get sneak attacks in, right. So I sneak forward, Sam, to see what I can see. All right. I'll move forward as well, then, as soon as I have a 27. <laughs> All right, we'll come back because I have to cast <coughs> haste by touch, I think. So it's a 28. No, no, 30 feet range. Just. <laughs> are, we, are we doing a stealth roll again, Sam? Uh, no, you're fine. Give me a sec. I'm just typing this up for Ogre and Nero to tell them what they can see. Is there any light in there or no light? Um, there is no light at the current time. I believe both of them have dark vision, though. Yes. You can probably uh, give that um, lantern to Tinkred now or something. That's a good idea. Tinkred. Tinkred, old chap. Take this lantern. Oh, thank you. Thank you ever so I like much. that you've upped your durability, by the way, um, Rob, with Tinkrit. So that means now when we actually punt Tinkrit, he might survive it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well, I sneak back to the, I, I creep back to the group and say, there's six, six more of the blighters up ahead. Same as what we fought before. Good counting. <laughs> Cleric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, he's a pally, isn't he? Yeah, he's a paladin. Oh, wait, no, that's more calm. Not Nero. No, no. And Nero did the good counting. I was making fun of the paladin who said there were four. Ah, yep. Who's currently at the bathroom? Yes. Oh, no. My daughter needed to go to the bathroom, so... No, Addison did. Oh, okay. Addison's well, so my daughter. <laughs> no, she came in and just said, well, I had the Famous Five playing on audiobook for it, but she went to bed, and apparently it was scary. So, uh, she was too scared to go to the bathroom. Is it Famous Five? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Then they had lashings of zombies, and she said, 
It's the undead. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what can we see ahead? Yeah, six zombies. Six zombies. All right. So same as the last one. So, so if I twin spell Morgan and um, Ogre um, with haste, or would you prefer stone skin? What stone skin do? Um, <laughs> Turn your skin to stone. Put it in chat. Yeah. Yep. I will put it in chat. Um, just hold a second while I work out D and D Beyond. Um, yes. Does that come up? Yep. All right, stone skin. This spell turns the flesh of a willing creature you touch as hard as stone. Until the spell ends, their target has resistance to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Oh, interesting. That's so resistance means half damage, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, haste was a level three spell, though, wasn't it? Yes. Let me look. Um. Yeah, stone skin's hardcore, bro. Sorry? Stone skin is hard. I didn't realize it's a fourth level spell. Wow. Mm. Well, to be fair, it's given you resistance three things. But... Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yes, haste is a third level spell. Maybe keep stone skin for the boss. Would I put in a boss? We, we, we don't know. Uh, only always. It's extra attack options and stuff like that. Haste. Like, haste is probably a good thing to to go through zombies like you know a hot knife through butter. Oh yes, because that's what you did last time. Yeah. Do you remember last time I cast haste on you <clears throat> and you just murdered everything? Sorry. Yeah, I'll just ha- no, I'll just hang back here. The only thing with stone skin is it's an hour. Mm. So. I mean, in in game time, that's probably either however long it's going to take to finish this quest or the rest of our lives. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, t- you you guys tell me. Maybe haste is appropriate to do multiple attacks on the on the the, the reckon, bad end guy. Mm, yeah, I don't reckon we need anything for now. It's only oh, actually remember what happened last time. That was motherfuckers last time. Yeah. All right, and um, Nero, when you look at the room, could you see any of the damage that we've seen elsewhere? Is it safe for me to cast Fire Ball? <laughs> Sam, I'm afraid to. Sorry to ask this, but did I notice if the wall was similarly uh, precarious? Um, Poorly maintained. <clears throat> have not noticed any particular area where it seems to be. That where the ceiling or the walls seem to be damaged. It looks like most of the damage in this central chamber has been confined to the floors. Green light. Green light. All right. <laughs> so One of the things I would like to try and do is see whether we can get these guys to congregate a little bit more than they actually are at the moment. I'm just wondering whether if I cast um, uh uh, press the digitation and put something enticing in the middle of the room. I can then drop a fireball on top of it. Well, Tinkrit did say he was more durable now. Oh, uh, Tinkrit no, in not there. Yet. Not yet. I'm capable of being more durable once <laughs> I've gone to an armorer. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, 
They're, they are 40 feet apart, and Fireball has a radius of 20 feet. I know. That's why I want them to congregate a little bit more. I'm just wondering what I can create an illusionary... Uh... Well, I think two of us could cast Minor Illusion together, perhaps. Three of us? Three of us could cast, you know, bit of, give it a bit of depth, a bit of sound, the whole things. We yeah, could make ha- something, something yeah. crawl out of the, the rock right, right here. Well, pretend that something fell from the ceiling. Like I don't know. What do people know about undead? Are they going to be see that and and be fooled by it? So, Morgan, do you think if we made a spectral tinkerit emerge here, that that a, the uh, might get Ooh, them to yes. crowd together? I could like a spectral tinkerit playing his bagpipes. I believe <laughs> zombies are dumb enough to go for uh, whatever. But give me a second. I'm having a, a brain blast. Give me a moment. <clears throat> you um, you cast a picture of me, and I will cast the my mag, my my wonderful bagpipe music using minor illusion here, and then they'll all gather around. <clears throat> I think yes, I believe they might gather around the middle here. If we just make a big distraction, they hear noise, they see sound. I think you'll go for them. They will turn around and we can just, you know, slice and dice. Well, they're not really capable of thought. So just because uh-huh. something appears doesn't really mean they go, oh, that's a bit strange, but not go near that. They will go towards it. Yes, exactly. Well, I can't use prestidigitation and I, and I don't find it. So Tinker, this is up for um, you and Nero. Well, Nero, you do, the, you do the image of me and I'll do the bagpipe music. And what's the range of minor illusion? Actually, we can something I didn't check. Thirty feet. Thirty feet. We're both I might creep to there and <clears> cast <throat> it. Where are you going to cast it to? Um, I think you need to. Yeah, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah, put there. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So I cast... Uh, so I'm using my newfound illusion, uh, illusory abilities. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I make an image of Tinkrit. Uh, I've decided to play some va- some uh, banjo music instead. Deliverance <laughs> banjo music. <laughs> I can, I'll sing you my song as well, if you like. Penny Hill music. <laughs> Frankly, I've been waiting for it this entire time. All right. I'm right there. You're yeah. creating an illusion of Tinker using prestidigitation. No, minor illusion. Minor illusions. Oh, there it is. Uh, create a sound or image of an object within range that lasts for the object, for the duration. Okay, Tinker is an object now. Just <laughs> no <laughs> and if you create a sound, its volume can range from a whisper to a scream. All right. right. It's a song. That's what they're getting. Mm. It's a statue of Tinkrit. Oh, okay. okay. I'm going to allow this under one specific condition. If you create the image of an object such as a chair, muddy footprints, or small chest, it must be no larger than five foot cube. How big is Tinkrit? Tinkrit is tiny. It's about a, it's about a five foot cube, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, I'm more like a five foot barrel. 
It's a halfling, so yes. definitely not more than five foot. I don't know. That's a little description. Maybe it has notes. Have You'd be like four hands. foot by two I'm, foot. I'm three foot one. <laughs> We're good. We're good, lads. Three foot one. Okay. In that case, I will allow it. Uh, roll me deception. Oh, wow. All right. So flavor it up for us, Rob. Exactly what pops out in the little uh, illusionary tinkerit, aside from everybody going, oh, God, there's two now. There's, <laughs> there's banjo music, and the song peels out. I volunteered for Trinket. Yeah, I done gave him my pledge. He took me to a mine. Through darkness we would dredge. I done tourist duty in strange and dark, dank places. They were filled with webs and fires and many undead traces. I found power and danger down in Copper Blank Mine. And now the necro's coming and it's desperate fighting time. But I learned some stuff from Tinkrit and not all of it was crime. So I chopped your god's cursed head off down in that Copper Blank Mine. Encore, <laughs> <laughs> encore. <laughs> All right, are they are they, are they buying it? <laughs> uh, give me a second, because I've just realised these things are not on the token thing, <laughs> token layer. And I would like to applaud uh, Rob for that um, presumably improvised little uh, ditty. And not not entirely improvised. No, that's fair. <laughs> I'd like to applaud Luke F for finally getting Rob to call himself Trinkrit. <laughs> well, that's because I was I was playing a hillbilly. Uh, it, it, it's, called, it's, it's called the long game, boys. The long game. Uh, it's just bizarro tinker. It actually does come from another universe. It's where everybody's a hillbilly. All right. All right. So all six of the zombies in question immediately wheel around at the sound of. Uh, Bizarro Tinkrit singing his little ditty on the banjo. Uh, with a ferocious growl, they pretty much just immediately set upon him. And it doesn't take long before they're pretty much in a small little pile on top of one another, just tearing into whatever is there to try and tear apart this tiny little image. They don't seem intelligent enough to try and uh, be aware that it's not Tinkrit himself that they are tearing apart. Yet. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I hope. <laughs> okay, what? Get around that corner, <laughs> Nero. It's coming. Fireball. You do have that that people song playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's have a look here at these particular creatures. None of that. Here we go. Dexterity saving throw. Now, the first of the zombies, the one that was closest to Tinkrit, apparently gets a 19 to dodge. The second one rolls himself a 4. Third rolls himself a 6. Seventh, uh, sorry, fourth rolls himself a 4. Um, next one is an 18. And then, wait, how many am I up to? One, two, three. Ah. Trying to confuse me, Rob. One, two, oh, three, four, five, six. And our very last one, you guys will be very happy to hear, rolls a one. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> All righty. 
So I'm going to give this over to Luke. Luke, with this natural one, how is this guy going to uh, manage to mess up every other zombie around him? <laughs> the five. The, okay, so I launched that fireball. It lands smack bam on top of Bizarro World um, Tinkerer. Um, but, but, but who was in the, who was in the loving embrace <laughs> at the time of this one particular zombie? It, the the fireball um, just lights him up, and and with a shriek, it's, uh, the zombie starts running around, banging into all the other um, zombies that are in a cluster around the illusion, um, spreading more of the intense uh, heat um, that. It had copped from a direct blast of the fireball to those who were less slightly less damaged or not damaged at all, who had managed to avoid and only get half damage. So he's he's just running around grasping the other um, of other zombies in a mad um, screaming, um, howling, uh, shrieking um, inferno. Very nice. All right. In doing so, he is now going to be inflicting the full fire damage on all those, even those who did manage to go through and uh, make their dodge. So it looks like you have done a total of 32 fire damage to each of these creatures. Let me have a look. All right. So the stench of burning flesh just immediately floods through the chamber and over the howls and screams of these various zombies, you can see that they all seem to be keeping an eye on this one specific zombie who is uh, pretty much lighting the others (laughs) on fire. It doesn't take long for them to lose their patience and the other five just set upon him and tear him limb from limb until there's little more than scraps there. Is he fighting back? He is trying to, but it doesn't take long before he succumbs to the rest of the of the other five. Well, uh, how, how badly damaged did they look as a result of the fireball? Um, they thirty two. They look decently singed, but um, still functional. Right. Now, it seems like they are still very interested in, in trying to attack Tinkrit in question. It doesn't look like they'd really noticed where the fireball itself came from. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, that's my fourth level spell slot gone. So, <laughs> Yeah, how can you cast it at a fourth level? Max damage. It's only 1d6 more. I always cast it as... Anyway. <laughs> I'm not telling you you play your character wrong. Yeah, yeah, but I just oh. shut the fuck up. I just shut the fuck up. I was halfway through that and went, nope. <laughs> uh, all right, so what are we going to do now? Um... Another fireball is going to make things worse. <laughs> I can cast a third level fireball if you want me to. Would that satisfy you, Lord Tinkrit? Uh, I'm I'm not saying anything. <laughs> right. I figure. I figure. Do you want to waste another spell slot on it though? I wouldn't bother. We, uh, just let us go and have a chop. Yeah, we're hidden. All right. We got. You we got guys two go. I'll, I'll I'll sit back and and use my my uh, short bow. Yeah, use your cantrips. Oh yeah, cantrips. Just get them with them. D six damage. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cantrip time. A small fireball. All right. All right. So if that's the case, um, from the sense of it, you guys are heading into initiative. As usual, I'm going to give you guys one surprise. action each. For the, do, I right. get to, do I not get to cast another fireball before that happens? Cast a I fireball. assume that would be what? part of your bonus round. What, what yes. about us? Yes, all of you will get get a action as part of the bonus round. Okay. All right. So first up is Luke, who is casting Firebolt on which one? Oh, I'll go for the the one that looks the least singed. Actually, no, I'll do it on this one here. That one there? I was about to say they all look identically singed. <laughs> looks like a little bit of a maypole dance. <laughs> God, I wish I had the feet cleave. Just keep going. <laughs> all right. I remember that. What was that? Oh. Was it greater cleave? You could just keep going? Yeah, yeah greater cleave. Oh, Infamous. I love that. All right, we are good to go. So the firebolt bursts out and slams into the back of this uh, particular zombie. Who would like to go next? Um, whatever. I can reach them. Other plans? (laughs) Good idea. Yeah, (laughs) maybe we all just get a ranged weapon attack off. Uh, I can do more damage as a sneak attack. Yep. With a rapier. Quite a lot more damage. <laughs> well, let's go by the order I can see you guys on roll 20. Michael, what would Nero like to do with his bonus round? Um, first, I'd like to study one of them to try and uh, gain insight into them with my insightful fighting ability. Yep. Um, so that's uh, insight versus deception. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry. <laughs> Nero just rolled a 26 on insight. Um, our zombie, apparently charismatic, was not able to beat a 26 as it just rolled a 16. So it's like a supermodel zombie. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm now going to uh, shoot it. All right. Which one? The This one. That one? All right. I shall call it Supermodel Zombie. All right. Now, ooh, a 10 to hit. Do I get advantage for being hidden? Correct. Good thing, too. Mm. A very good thing. So your first attack went from a 10 to beat AC to a 22 to beat AC. So using the first amount of attack, that's going to be 11 damage total. What does Nero do as he charges into battle? Uh, with my short bow, it's uh, a duck out of cover. Study it, look for its weakest point, and put an arrow straight into a, probably its shoulder. Right. It's muscular toned shoulder. Because it's charismatic. Yeah, I just made that weird. Let's move on from that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rob, what would Tinker like to do with his bonus round? He's going to move up in stealth still and make a sneak attack on Supermodel Zombie. Yep. 
using his uh, hex weapon rapier with a green flame on it. All right. I with think flame blade. Oh, yes, there it is down there. That, and then I've got to chuck green flame blade on it. Alrighty, so that's 24 to hit, 10 piercing, plus 4 from the sneak attack, plus 10 from the green flame blade, so that's 24 damage total. That's a hell of a lot of damage output all in one turn all of a sudden. Yep. We're going to get a... <laughs> if I want to, to out-damage us now, I'll go. And I've just... Uh, I go <laughs> and disappear. Bonus action. <laughs> Oof. All right, and presumably you're dis- you have disappeared, so um, actually you're able to keep you in the same area. All right, and Ogre. Oh, hang on, hang on. Green Flame Blade also does uh, damage to another one next to it, 1d8 to one next to it, plus my spell casting, which is plus four for charisma. All right, so I'll go for this guy then. So roll me a d8. Uh, D8. D8. Plus seven. I mean, plus four. Plus four because of charisma spell. All right. Easy enough. So, flavor it up for me. What happens with the green flame blade? Um, They see a rapier appear out of nowhere. It thrusts through the groin of the the supermodel supermodel zombie. (laughs) And... um, merely touches the leg of the one behind him and then disappears. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> All right, so he's going to have a burning sensation for the rest of the battle then. <laughs> yes, he, he's looking around for ointment. <laughs> or maybe a cleric to lay on hands. <laughs> no luck <All> right. here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alrighty. <clears throat> okay, so a 15 is enough to hit. So at the very least, that's going to hit. But we can roll again and see if you get that 20. You did not. Okay. Alright, so the first hit is going to be doing 20 damage total, 9 slashing, and... Wait, 11? Oh, got it. So you get a 10 damage. Sorry, it was on this guy, wasn't it? All right, so what happens as you charge up to him? All right. There is the sound of metal hitting bone and then a sudden thunk as one of the legs is completely severed. The zombie gives a scream as it begins to wobble back and forth until it abruptly falls onto the ground. Nope. By the way, you've got advantage because you're standing next to me. Yeah. Attack it again. Well, it is now currently prone. I only get advantage so many times. Oh, hang on. You don't play flanking. 
No, I do not. Oh, but these are, hang on. It's... <laughs> 19, that is definitely a hit. Doing 11 further damage. All right, so this thing's on the ground now. What happens? All right. So it continues to flail and it grabs onto the sword and appears to be trying to use it, uh, use its hands to push the sword out of its skull. But you can, even from here, you can see that the blade is cutting into its hands and dealing damage. All right. Uh, Luke F with Salturum. I think you already went with the Firebolt, correct? Yes, that's right. And in that case, Addison and Mokhan. Hey, um, oh, all of them still left standing? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'll charge in. No, because one of them is prone. Well, alive, but not undead. But <laughs> un undead. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll walk in. I'll get my halberd and attack. I'm not using any smites. No smiting today. Smiter, no smiting. No smiting for today. Um, all right, and I'll just attack uh, the one that Ogo was fighting. Yep. For none. My apologies. I like to kill them fast and quick. Um, and then I will attack a second time. My 10 will not hit, I don't believe. It does not. All right, so the first one does definitely hit, doing nine slashing damage. What? Uh, so this guy is prone, on the other hand, so automatically you should be hitting from what I'm aware. Okay. So that's okay. actually going to be 18 damage as both of your blows hit. Uh, what happens? Uh, I'm, I think my go-to move at this point has been lowering my halberd and charging in like a bull. So I've, I've lowered my halberd, like, stamp my feet twice and just charge. And I skewer him basically in the side and put him on the floor even more. <laughs> if he's not already, if he wasn't already mushed into the floor. <laughs> Give it time. All right. Well, in that case, we have reached the end of the uh, bonus round. Let us roll into initiative. Oops. All right. So apparently my guy apparently rolled an 11.14. I'm not oh, sure how. Shit. We be... Wow, no one is doing on initiative. Okay, we need... Where is Addison? There is Mokan. Add turn. Who got a nine? Oga is over here. And... Oh. I'm just taking some more. Three. Tikrit is there. Add turn. Wow, you guys are really not rolling well for initiative, are you? Yeah, just wait. You'll get, you'll get, you'll get down to the next one. And keeping up still with the trend against all statistical odds, Ogre is still last. <laughs> How do you keep rolling last? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's a polite boy. He's a polite boy. And who am I missing? Sultorum. Missing Sultorum, who is all the way back here. And who got himself a 15. And I still need to figure out how my guys got an 11.14 for their roll. <laughs> all right. Gentlemen, first roll begins now with Nero. Well, I think it's uh, just the same again, really. The one that's... It's the supermodel zombie that's prone, isn't it? Correct. Oh, no, it's the one next to him. Oh, sorry. Well, I will keep, keep focus, focusing on the supermodel zombie, so I'll shoot and then I'll duck back into hiding. Mm-hmm. I would imagine this means I'm not going to get any um, uh, advantage. But say that again. For a 13. Thirteen. All right. So a thirteen is a hit, surprisingly. All right. What do you do? It's uh, as close as I can. I put the arrow, another arrow, right into the same shoulder, bunking in. One next to the other. All right. So they still haven't necessarily. And then dive back into cover. I will grant it so long as you tell me where. Oh, sorry, I thought this here, forgive me, I thought this sort of jutted out a bit. I might not be looking at that. Well, let me look. Oh, no, you are correct. It does look like it does. All right. I apologize. I kind of didn't see that in the red aura that's around your character. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> All right. So you fire, you shoot, and there is another thump as your arrow whizzes past and narrowly misses Tinkrit, slamming into supermodel uh, zombie's shoulder. Dealing 11 damage from the looks of things, I think. Yes, okay. Um, seven. All right. Anything else for your turn? Uh, no, I'm done. Uh, no, done. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Solturum. Um, which one is the... Which one's this one here? So this is one that's currently on the ground and prone. Okay. Have I got anyone in my line of sight... That'll stop me hitting this one if I target it. That one? Um, let me have a look. Or are these all still focused on the illusion? For the most part, they're largely focused on the illusion. You will be mm-hmm. happy to know that based on this measurement, you have a direct line of sight towards that guy. Barely. All right. Sorry, chaps. How dare. Get yourself out of my game. Whoa! (laughs) Nice. Alrighty, so it looks like Luke just got, and Solturum by extension, just got himself a nat 20. So that's (laughs) going to double the damage, but would you like to stash that? No, I definitely stash that. Stash that? Alright. Yeah. Alright, so in that case, it is going to be a 26. That's Da, 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 da. 10. So that's going to do a total of 22. No, wait, sorry. That's going to do 25 damage to this guy over here. All right. So this is not the first time you have done a, ma- a nat 20 on a firebolt. So 
flavor it up for us. The last time was only three days ago in the swamp when you did a maximized fireball at a different zombie this time, at that time. What happened mm. this time? Um, uh, how, uh, how much, I mean, what's the, what's the level of damage this does to the zombie? Like, is it, uh, um, is it, is it going to be sufficient to kill it or? It is not. No. Okay. Um, all right. So I, 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 I shoot off the fireball. It slams into the zombie's chest. And the fire, the, the fireball seems to take a, a ninety degree turn and go down and shoot at the kneecaps of the um, of the zombie, for, forcing it to the forcing it to fall to its knees. Right. As as its kneecaps are blown out and its insides are completely, um, you know, how do you eviscerate something in a in a in a fireball? Whatever that <laughs> word is, that's what happened. <laughs> Noted. All right. <laughs> trying to imagine the logic there but i can't really see it happening without a lightsaber involved (laughs) (laughs) well it it, it, it travels down through his body to his knees it's it's popping out through little gaps in the construct um so he's looking like a little bit of a christmas tree got it so you're lighting that thing up lighting them up all righty well in that case the zombie topples to the ground um he gives a bit of a weak gurgle as opposed to a scream which is probably a good thing considering how much pain presumably must be in um that is a second zombie which is now prone on the group all right and that's it for solterum's turn um that is yep excellent all right well Guess what, guys? My turn. <laughs> All right. So Tinkrit is currently hidden. Oh, went back into hide, I believe. Um, I did. So in that case, the various zombies are going to turn their attention to their nearest people. So in that case, it's going to be Olga, and it's also going to be um, more calm. I completely blanked then. I was like, Solturum? No. Morgturum? No, that's not even a person. Okay, so the first of the zombies wanders forward, immediately turns and stumbles across something that he's not seeing, however. Uh, Roll me a deck saving throw, Rob. Uh, Okay. As near as I can tell, Tinkrit is still here, so... You also get a plus three to that because of my uh, aura. Cool. Aura of protection. 17. So it's 17. All right. Where is my thingy? Um, passive perception. With that plus three, you have just gotten out of the way of this creature realizing that you're there. And Tinker just subtly shuffles to the side in time for it to kind of look around slightly in confusion before it continues on into Ogre's loving embrace. Naturally stealthy. <laughs> All right. So the first of the attacks is going to happen now. So it is going to slam its fist into Ogre. And that is a 12. Unfortunately, it does not actually hit. It makes another attempt with its other fist, dealing a 17, which again doesn't hit, unfortunately. There is just a wet splash as it just bounces off your armor functionally. 
Now, the first of the rev of the creatures which is on the ground is currently being pinned through the head by both the halberd and the sword from um, both Ogre and Mogham. It's going to try and do a strength check to uh, push... And he's, and he's got a burning groin. Yeah. This is mine. This stay away. This is my kill. Nope. I will finish it. I attacked it first. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it rolls a nine it's attempting to just shove that blade out of its head but there is a slicing sound and pretty much your blade just goes immediately through its hands and sh the blade itself just shudders back into its head uh, can you roll me oh wait no you're just using a standard sword correct okay so that's 1d8 I believe all right. Failure sure it's D8. Okay, dealing two additional damage to that creature that's on the ground. All right, so the one who has now had his kneecaps blown out has toppled forward and pretty much gone through the illusion of Tinkerit, but he has no idea where this fire came from. All he can see is the creatures closest to him. So he begins to surge forward and makes a grab at Ogre's feet. And as he attempts to grapple Ogre. Um, roll me a contested strength, Ogre. Uh, your call. I'd probably say outright strength for this one. Honestly, if you can't beat the 11, you're not the orc I thought you were. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he might be. Fortunately, it looks like you're not, whereas you got a 17. So... What do you do to prevent this thing grabbing onto your legs? All right. There is a sickening splat and crunch as you just go through its chest with your leg. Um, this guy over here is going to like uh, turn his attention now to Morkan and stumbles forward to try and smack against him. Still no so attacks of opportunity. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So, is a 22 enough to get past more Yes, it is. It is? Excellent. All right. <laughs> in, in that case, also roll me a dexterity saving throw. Ah, oh, my favorite. Let's save. Yeah, now you have a Hey, that's all right. <laughs> I'm good. You got an unnatural 20. Second one for the session, actually. Go you. All right. So... It slams into your chest, but you're able to shimmy out of the way just uh, in time to prevent it from wrapping itself around you in a very, uh, in a way, much reminiscent of uh, about an hour prior. It is Not going to go for another attack, however. Oh, there it goes. It is a fourteen going to beat your uh, armor? No. no. All right. So in that case. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, there we go. You will be taking eight bludgeoning damage from it. Eight bludgeoning damage? Christ, that's okay. I can, I can up it. No, no, no. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Now, this one over here, the final one does not actually see anybody it's going to go for, but it's going to be entering melee range, it looks like, with Tinkerit. You can't necessarily get round. So that guy's pinned to the ground. So yes, he's going to have to come round and try to um, 
get at Ogre, but again, he seems to smack into something rather invisible. Oh, and naturally, Rob has just left. All right. Give me a sec. Let's get a... What I'm still that? here. I'm still here. Oh, cool. I haven't quite left. All right. Roll me deck save. I can. But will I? <laughs> no. Did it roll? No. Yeah, there you go. There it goes. 17. All right. Again, Tinkrit is able to barely shimmy out of the way. Ooh, Creature moves three. forward and now has his back to you as he begins to attack Ogre. Can I get an attack of opportunity on him? He's not leaving melee. Why do you keep moving me away? I could have moved this way. I mean, you could have. Go for. Well, that's where he came from. Yeah. Well, well, I can I can do that because where is it? Uh, so annoying to find all this stuff sometimes. Uh, here, halfling nimbleness. Ah, yes, fair enough. Move through the space of any creature that is a size larger than yours. And every creature is a size larger than me. Um, yes, yes, it is. It's a medium. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it moves past you and is going to be trying to attack Ogre. Um, actually, you know what? I'll be generous and it's going to come down here. Leave your immediate melee range and give you a time for an attack of opportunity. Woohoo! Finish that mofo off. Um, so. That plus. Does green floodback work on an attack? Hell yeah. Hmm. It says a part of the action used to cast a spell, you must make a melee attack. But you can't cast duration a spell as an attack of opportunity. Not, uh, but is it cause, if it's concentration, then I guess <laughs> not casting it, it's just already on. Like my smites. He's got a lightsaber, okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in that case, I'm going to count that one. Eight to the guy next to him as well, because this guy would have been this guy would have been next to him at the time he passed me. Yep, correct. Blah, 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 D8. Plus four, so six. I'm supposed to get two, though. So it's at fifth level, you get two, one D D8. Is that fifth caster level? It doesn't say. Yeah, it's there's the some top. weird thing with how spell casting works. Oh, okay. Let's have a look at Green Flame Blade. Oh, you want to mouse over it. Trip. One D8, seven, and the second one is... Yeah, but I'm supposed to get two D8 for the first one. Oh. Fifth level of the Malay attack deals an extra one D8 fire to the target. Yes, you are correct. Are you doing that from the character screen or from the spell screen, though? From the spell screen. That'd be why, because it's not taking into account the level. You need to cast it from the character. Okay. I think that's what I'm doing. I don't know. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> okay, so 14 damage to this guy. Yeah, it says here. 
At fifth level, the melee attack deals an extra 1d8 damage to the target. All right, and that is it for the various constructs. Let's move back to Morkan. Okay, on my turn, I will cast Branding Smite. That's that. Well, that's when I make the attack. But hang on, uh, where's my attack? On my halberd, I will finish off the one that is uh, prone on the floor. Mm-hmm. So that's 16 damage to that one. Then I'll make another attack with my halberd. And then my devo- my braining smite again. I think you just did 16 damage both times. I did. Yeah. Okay, 32. Does that bring you over? Ooh. You know what? Again, I'm feeling benevolent. Kill off this thing that's on the ground. Okay, good. I, I've uh, muttered a prayer under my breath. Uh, I'm very private with my, with my uh, religion. Uh, and I ask a prayer to my god to, to brand these... these uh, undead. Um, so I channel my weapon with with holy energy. It basically glows, very similar to uh, Tinkeret's new weapon, except mine's brighter and bigger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and as I, well, considering uh, I'm three foot one, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and I and I slam this uh, this prone uh, undead down. I attack once, and I attack twice, lopping its head off. Uh, and also, basically, gl- while my thing's glowing, I think it actually leaves a, a faint glow on the on the creature. So its head's now glowing. All right. So as its head separates, the head does begin to glow before the rest of the body begins to tremble, and then abruptly it seems to lose form, and you're now standing in a small puddle of what looks like humanoid soup. Oh. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> what I like, dead, dead, and dead. But I didn't expect to go puddle. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, anything else from Morkan? Uh, no, that is all from me. All right. I guess I'll just move up. I guess I'll step over the one that I killed. Yep. All right. Moving on to Tinkeret. Um, I will move forward here. And I will. Are these three? Are there three of them? Well, no, that's that's. What's his name? Isn't it? That's Ogre. I, I don't stab Ogre. I'm sure he appreciates it. But I use my hexbladed rapier. Um. With green flame blade. And that one for his buddy. Hmm. Okay. Plus plus four. Let us have a look. All right. So, sorry, it was this guy, the one directly in front of you? Yeah. So, hang on. You know what? If I'm doing that second roll, 
Mm-hmm. That second one, that second roll there, the, the six should only be a two. Why don't okay. you instead leave the six as it is and add the one to your first one? So leave, because it already adds the, the d4, you just roll your second d8 as your regular damage. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Okay, cool. So the, the other guy gets math. one. The other guy gets one point of damage. Oh. Less math. Yeah. <laughs> I am always supportive of things with less maths. Says the DM of D and D. All right. So let's have a look. So this particular zombie still hasn't noticed your presence. So I'm still allowing for a sneak attack bonus. So that's going to be an eight using the basic thing. Once we bring in the green flame blade. <laughs> That's going to do 21 damage in total to this guy. All right. And then an additional, apparently, one damage to his <laughs> buddy over here. Yes. All right. Again, yeah. what's going on with his, what's going on with his uh, blade, which is shorter and dimmer than Morgan's? Yes. <laughs> but uh, much sharper. Have, um, you got, have you got weapon envy? No. <laughs> um. So this time I tickle the back of his neck very carefully and I try to I snap out two vertebrae and then I try to do the same to his buddy. Sorry? <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> Pinkridge was here. Morkan is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I try to do the same to the other dude, but I kind of fuck it up and I give, give him a little nick, a shaving nick. Alrighty, sounds good. So I am quite literally just imagining a lightsaber at this point with green flame blade, but that's what I always do. Alright, anything else for Tinkert's turn? Disappears. <laughs> Alright, on to Ogar. All right, 18 is definitely going to hit. And it looks like it's going to be dealing 11 slashing. 12 slashing. <laughs> I apologize. All right, how does this one come out? Wait, it's this one or that one? The bottom one? All right. Uh, he is not dead, no. I also write my name in the back of his head, but I go through the front. <laughs> you have four letters in your name, two of which are the same. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so confusing. Which one of the different ones? <laughs> All right. And again, that is another hit. So what you doing? Oh, oh, got it wrong. Scratch it out. Can you spell Ogre? Okay. Barely, but you can. <laughs> so it does say 10. Oh, that could be a 1. All right. And let's have a look. So that's doing 11 damage for the next one. 
All right, so the one that you're currently attacking is looking rather banged up from, uh, or scratched up, I should say, in this case, from what um, is going on between you and Tinkro. Uh, anything else for your round? All right. Well, round two. We have finished. So on to round two. Nero. No, I think I do need to do a deck save, though. I just don't know how much it's for. Uh, Rope of Entanglement, wasn't it? Oh, well, that makes that easy. All right, let's have a look. Deck save. Dex. And it rolls a nine. All right, so... Rope of Entanglement snaps out and winds itself around this particular creature's uh, legs. Um, is it just that it's restrained? Yes, it's just restrained at the moment. So, flavor it up for us. What are Ogre and Tinkrit seeing? Easy. All right. And for your bonus action, you are investigating this particular corridor, but it looks like it seems to have uh, sustained enough damage at some point that at least part of the cave mouth has, sorry, the cave mouth has currently been uh, blocked by falling boulders. They don't look large enough that they would necessarily impede things, but it looks like you would require a bit of a strength check to actually move these things. Alrighty, and that's it for your turn. Yep, Saltorum. Okay, so I'm gonna um, hit. Uh, oops, turn it back on so I can think. I'm going up to this zombie here, and I'm just gonna keep playing the classics, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. You might remember this smash hit from last round. <laughs> and the round before. <laughs> there we go. So 12 is not enough to hit. Fizzles wide. Goes streaming off to the back of the cave. All right. There is a billow of flame as the fireball goes and hits the back wall. Fl flames temporarily lick the, uh, across the rock before it just abruptly dies. 
Anything else? Uh, no, that's that's my action. <laughs> You'll be happy to hear that the rock over there is now glowing slightly red. Good. All right, Morgan. Uh, I believe it's the enemy's turn, actually. Wait, where are they? I don't know. Huh. They've run away, the cowards. Evidently. Or at least they've just removed themselves from the turn order. That's rude. <laughs> All right. Enemies are... You're welcome for the reminder. Otherwise, I would have just kept going free here. Just ah! <laughs> got to the end of the round. Wait, wasn't I meant to do something? <laughs> well, got to keep that eleven point fourteen because that's crucial to my strategy, guys. <laughs> yeah, that point fourteen it really helps. Yeah. All right. So the first of the creatures that's going to try and move is the one which is currently restrained. Now let's have a look. It's going to try and make a strength to burst out of the rope, out of the rope, and rolls a seventeen, which is enough for it to break out. Um, da, 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 da. Yes, correct. I was just du- double checking to see whether that in- damaged the rope, but apparently not. Okay, so it. J- strengthens and then sorry it flexes and then things just collapse around it you are able to uh call back your rope to yourself all right the one just north of ogre is going to try and smack him about doing a 22 Ooh. just hits all right so that's going to do 10 bludgeoning damage for the first also roll me a dexterity saving throw Plus three. Plus three. Ooh, you have barely broke. <coughs> Ooh, very nice. Twenty. Never mind. It is not a. Uh, not a barely. All right. So in that case, it's going to be ten bludgeoning, and it's <laughs> that comes in. Doing twenty-one. Is that a hit? All right. Sorry. Okay, so in that case, it slams into you. One smacks the side of the head and leaves your ears ringing. The other one comes in and comes up and under and smacks against the jaw, and you're just experiencing a little bit of sensation of being punch drunk as it inflicts 23 bludgeoning damage total. 23? Fuck. All right, and this one, the one just above Morkan... It stops where it is, and then there is a chilling sensation as it feel, as a strange presence just fills the air. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. Wait, who, me? Morgan, yep. Okay. Wisdom save. Unfortunately, oh, right, that's, that's, you have failed. That's just a wisdom roll. I get... That's just a wisdom roll. Oh. I have a much better wisdom save. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, oh god! Your much better wisdom saving throw was an that one. <laughs> would you like to spend that, or would you like to balance it out, or would you like? Can I, to... can I use my natural twenty? Yes, you can. 
Thank you. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that's been balanced out, I guess. <laughs> All right. So the average of a one and a 20 brings that down to 10 and your basic wisdom is a plus two. All right. So in this case, I'm going to take this throw as a 12. Um, wait. I think I just got myself confused then, didn't I? Okay, you're using the nat 20 instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in this case, the magical presence seems to just slide off of you. You feel the slight chills and it raises goosebumps at the back of your neck, but whatever this creature is attempting to do to you seem does not seem effective. Awesome. All right, and for our last guy up here... He is going to stagger forward and down into this uh, little cube between Ogre and um, Morkan. He is going to go for Ogre from back, from behind. Can I ask a question, Sam? And, and apologies for being a bit ignorant about how this works, but can I sense get a sense of what just happened then and roll an arcana, or is that something I have to do on my turn? Um, what is your passive arcana? Uh, is that the bonus on it plus my intelligence? So it's 10 plus the modifier. Ah, uh, sorry. Uh, it's 10 plus the modifier. It's uh, 14. 14? All right. You get the impression that this particular creature must be empowered by necromatic energies. You're not entirely sure what it was intending to do, but it seems that these creatures must be in possession of something a little bit more dangerous than sheer brute strength, even if it, for whatever reason, they seem loath to use it. Okay. Thank you. All good. All right, so for Ogar, the first one is a 25 to hit, which is definitely a hit. Uh, roll me another dexterity saving throw. That is a 12. Plus 3, plus 4, you're out. <laughs> plus 4, so then 16. Okay, so you're fine from the dexterity saving throw as it tries to latch onto you. However, it takes advantage of its comrade's um, attempt to smack you around the head to just go for a sneaky little kidney punch in the back, and that's going to do 14 bludgeoning damage. You sound so what, what do you want, Ogre? Okay. Let me know if you would like some healing. All right. <laughs> we are back to Morgan. Okay. Um, I'll turn to the one that tried to attack. Well, that tried to throw his mind at me. I'm going to slash that mofo up. We'll attack with my halberd. Does it hit? 12. I don't think that will hit, will it? Uh, is that 12 won't hit? Then I'll attack it again. Hey, nat 20. Where's hey, my... got that nat 20 back. Yeah. Where's my... Okay, using it or stashing it? Uh, I'm going to use that, actually. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and I'm going to use my branding... And my brain smite goes on top of that as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so what would you like to do with your 20 for an effect? Um, will my 20 uh, kill this thing? Can I use it to pretty much murder this uh, guy? Uh, which one are you going for again? The one that uh, tried to, that made me make the wisdom saving throw. 
Ah, okay, so this guy over here. Um, with a nat 20, I'm willing to allow you to obliterate him. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to charge my halberd into a nuke, uh, shove it into his chest, and blow him up. Basically, I'm going to very much charge the tip, the tip of my halberd with radiant energy, shove it straight into his chest, and basically cock it like a shotgun and blow it up. All right. There is a banging noise, and Salturum, you notice that there seems to be some stray rocks from the ceiling above you, which seems to uh, shift slightly in the sensation of the explosion directly ahead of you. However, it settles, and you seem to be fine. All right, this creature, on the other hand, it explodes into a variety of different pieces which scatter around the room. A few seconds later, like the previous one, these ones seem to shudder and then turn into the their putrefied, liquefied form. Yeah. That shows you to throw your mind at me. Don't, don't, don't try that again. <laughs> I mean, you can't, but don't do it again. All right. And is that it for your turn? Uh, that is it. Excellent. Tinker it. He will... Which one of these two is looking the worst? The ones nearest me? Uh... Ooh. They're actually fairly even. Okay, well, he's going to cop some. Um, So a 14 is a hit. So let's have a look. So still going through the sneak attacks. That's going to be nine for the green flame blade. Nine plus 13. So 22. Oh, and you got an eight on his buddy. All right. So 22 on him and eight on his buddy. Nice. Yeah. All right. What happens? Um, I decide to take out a couple more vertebrae in smelling ah. This time. <laughs> oh, actually, no, well, it's just a P. I've gone for Tinkered Pipe Drone this time, so just P. Noted. <clears throat> no, you're not going to help Ogre correct his spelling on the front? <laughs> no, he, he, he's going fine. <laughs> you're doing great, honey. You, you spell that. All right. Um, and then I disappear and take a five-foot step. Back. It's just a jump to the left. All right. And on to Ogar. Mm-hmm. 23 is a hit. 12 damage. Very nice. All right, so on that guy, <laughs> flavor it up for me how you want him to die. <laughs> he doesn't even get the chance to go liquefied. You just go. Phew. All right. You guys, you, you guys are going to stink after this. That's why I keep stepping back, Salturum. Lord Salturum, I keep stepping back because these guys are disgusting. 
<laughs> All right. Fine. And that is definitely another hit. Thirteen. Um. Wow. Is that observation whispered from a hidden corner of the room? <laughs> <laughs> Nero is just provide. He he feels that in addition to the gore, we should be providing lessons to the to the viewers. <laughs> and that's it, everyone. Sublimation. That's our word of the stream. Oh. All right. So that's done. Thirteen damage. Um, what do you do, to this guy? He's looking like he is fairly damaged, but he's not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. All right, three or four solid slashes it is. All right, so this thing has its chest now open and rather bleeding. Um, you can smell the smell of petrification <laughs> as um, parts of its muscles just split open and you can see a rib or two just through the slash that you've opened up as well. All right, back to Nero for round three. Is it round three or round round four? It was round round three. three. Round three, we had a bonus about three round. That's right. Which one? Still two alive, correct? The one up. Uh, this is the worst, I think. Yes, this is the worst looking one. Yes, you can. Movement is separate from, it is not considered part of your action unless you're dashing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, twenty five. Oh, wait, actually, mm-hmm. yep, that's it. Sneaking, attacking as well. So that's 11 damage. Um, how much? What is your movement speed? 40. Okay, 15. Okay, so yeah, you would have... Wait. Going for 80. Okay, yeah, you would have 55 additional movement after that. Using the dash. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Then yeah, definitely able to do so. A uh, flyby whipping. Let's have a look. And that's going to do an additional eleven damage. Um. Well, while you're doing your flyby whipping, can you explain how your flyby whipping kills this thing? <laughs> Please explain. 
It's a headshot. <laughs> that, that, that whip goes around its throat and just takes the whole head off. <laughs> I would say that the uh, vertebrae that he, um, Tinkred has taken out causes it to tumble by, like a uh, Jenga tower, but that's the wrong one. <laughs> Alright, so this thing gives a choked gurgle and then it just splatters. Alright. And moving on to Salturum, there is one left immediately behind Ogre. There. Is that it? Correct. Okay, so to get a line of sight on that one... Um, no, you have direct line of sight. Oh. All right, then. Um, Can I just say, of all the things in Roll20, I love this measurement tool the most. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. handy. Pew, 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 pew. It would be like the first day back at um, Awaken Fables and I'll just be staring down at the grid in front of me in just hopelessness. You have to bring a, an actual ruler now. Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it. Alrighty, so that is a bit of a miss. So that is Firebolt. This time it sails past and you narrowly avoid hitting uh, Nero <laughs> as it impacts into the wall up here. <laughs> Whoops. Alright, anything else? No. All right. So this guy is on the ropes. So let's see whether I can uh, <coughs> get any damage out of you. So oh, that's not what I intended to do. Uh, where is the correct screen? Not that one. That one. All right. So he's just going to do his old proviso and try and slam into Ogre. 21 is going to be enough to hit. Um, roll me a dexterity saving throw. So I think that brings it up to 17 or something like that. Uh, it, oh, wait, no. Brings it. There we go. All right. So Great. you were able to slip out as it slams into dealing seven bludgeoning damage. And that's it for its turn, Morgan. Okay. Uh, I'm going to attack this final one twice. Attack number one will not hit. Attack number two will hit. Let me get my branding smite. Six damage. Top of that. So I lash out. I pretty much finished nuking the last one. Turn around and instantly slice that on uh, across the chest, leaving it uh, a nice uh, shining, shining cut wound. Excellent. Is it this one that's alive? Which one's alive? Yeah, this last one in the middle. This last one. Okay, that's thirteen damage. Yep. Cool. All right, and Tinkrip. He'll move to here, and he will stab it. Yo! Yay! Of course. Of course, what a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'd accuse you of loading your dice by this point, but it's roll 20. (laughs) Uh, So what does that mean? 
Is that, is that already calculated the damage for me, or do I have to roll again? What's, what's going on? Or you have well, to do that, yeah. You do, you do have that nat 20. Do you want to cash it or use it? Um, I, oh, I can't. You know, the extra one, there's no one around him to burn anymore. That's useless. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So an extra nine. What's that? Mm -hmm. It's a nine. 18. Yeah, I'm counting 18 as well. All right. Um, done. All right. Um, so, yeah, so are you stashing the 20? Yeah, I'll stash it. <laughs> Shocker. To save somebody. That is true. Can't argue that. Yes, I do appreciate that. I suspect I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what happens with this guy? He's still alive. Um, I decide to take out his hamstrings. Mm, gross. Slash, slash, hamstrings gone. He tumbles to the floor. Tries to waddle around on his knees, but he can't. And then I disappear. <laughs> Where does he go? All right. In that case, um, moving on now to Ogre. He's not dead. I didn't use my 20. I could have used it, I guess. Kill him. <laughs> but you did it. It's just I the rest not. of us that are just going to wail on him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is a... Oh, definitely a critical not. fail. Uh-ohs. Would you like to save that critical fail or cash it in? Cash it in. All right. You are going to be rolling full damage on Morkan. I'm glad I moved away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is... Let's have a look. So D8 plus 4, that's 12, plus the additional 4. That's going to be 16 damage total. To me. Yep, against Morkan. So what happens <laughs> there? Yeah. I was going to heal you after this battle, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to Nero again. Mm hmm. And miss Bailey. Correct. Yeah. All right. Um, passive investigation or <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> By the way, my green flame blade also crits. Oh, yep. Don't worry. I factored that one in. Okay. Are you stashing the 20 or using it? All right. Okay. So directly in front of you, you can see another room where there seems to be an immense area of more molten metal. It looks like that particular one does seem to be a lot hotter than the previous one, but you can't really see much more from your particular vantage point. Uh, there are no traps as near as you can see, nor does it look like there is any weakening of the ceiling along the pathway. You can, however, see two dead bodies, one which seems to have been burnt alive, the other one which seems to be intact but appears to have grievous injuries. All right, Salturum. Yeah, go for it. All right, I'm getting somewhat frustrated at uh, at the uh, <laughs> firebolt situation here, but I'm going to give it one more go. That should hit, shouldn't it? It does not. <laughs> <laughs> you had that, you had that fireball, and then that's it. <laughs> Alright, so this one likewise does seem to uh, cause that it flies barely out of the way it just kind of writhes about and barely misses it. it the spell itself impacts onto the ground back here Alright, is that it? Yep Back to Mulkan, this, sorry, back to the enemy. It's going to try, apparently that last one wasn't, it's a last attempt to attack Ogre, but let's find out. Um, a 16 is not enough to hit, but a 25 is. Roll me dexterity saving throw, Ogre. And also you'll be taking seven bludgeoning damage. Really? Really? Sorry, I'm just looking at the rolls, and it's like rolled a um, natural one on its d6s. Uh. 19. Yeah, you're fine. All right. So it tries to latch on. The most it does is it manages to grab the front of your clothes, and it's trying to claw its way up towards your face, but presumably you just shove it back down. <laughs> All right. Morgan. Um, okay. I'm furious that it's not dead. Could you just crying? die already? Why won't you die? Hurry up and die. Ten, no hits. Man. Twenty-five, hit. Let me get my spell. All right. So why did the last one take so long? Oh, nobody could hit it. Bring <laughs> <laughs> smart. Only ten damage. That sucks. That's all right. All right, so presumably you're hacking and slashing away? Pretty much. Just just continue just hacking and slashing. Chopping off limbs, whatever I can do to kill this thing. All righty. In that case, let's move on to... God, I need to close some of my screens, I swear to God. There we go. Tinkret. Yep. I just realized that I didn't double my... Attacks last time, but anyway, let's. I know I, I automatically did for you. Thank you, thank you very much. Because I, I was stupid and did not. 
<laughs> Do I get advantage because he's on the ground? He is he is bracing himself against Ogar, so he's not prone. Uh, At this point, I swear he must just be break dancing or something because you guys oh. just aren't hitting him. Did that really miss? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think yeah, you guys keep rolling just like slightly lower than his AC. Oh, fuck it, I'm not. I'm not. I'm using my. I'm gonna stab me with my dagger. <laughs> Shink. That is a hit. And I'm green flame blading that one too. <laughs> eighteen plus the. F- yep. Okay, that's eighteen with a dagger. <laughs> Yeah, apparently. So you put away your lightsaber, you pull out a dagger and go, Jing! you have a lightsaber cheese knife. Yes. All right. Olga? But I, I can't move yep. away because I can't hide this time because I used my bonus action to stab him with a dagger. And he knows where you are now. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Still alive. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you just hate healing, don't you? Yeah. No. It's not dead. <laughs> and. Let me have a look. By literally landing on the exact HP threshold, you've finally done it. How do you want to kill Woo! it? Well done. Okay. Shoot, thump, thump, splat. Grumpy yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be anywhere near there. I'd be running away. All These right. guys are exceptionally strong constructs, whatever they are, compared to what we've faced before. All right. Uh, so, Olga, you uh, have nine HP. How are you looking to everyone else? Uh, obviously, not good, but. <laughs> A little bit of it is more guns. While they're doing that, Sam, I'm going to go over to here, and I'd like to, I'd like to look down that corridor. Yep. All right. Stealth. Give me a second. Uh, where is reveal? There it is. All right. So as you have a look around you down that particular corridor, again, you can also see what seems to be another pathway leading to yet another damaged and assaulted room with malted metal. 
All right. Yes, you may. Give me a second. All right. So in this particular room, you can see that one of them seems to have been unfortunate enough to have fallen in the path of one of the uh, falling smelteries full of molten metal. And in doing so, he has been burnt alive in a very horrific looking way. However, this one here, let me ping. There we go, we'll ping. As you investigate him, you see, yeah, you note that he seems to be wearing the colors of House Connard. And in particular, he does seem to be a high ranking official. As you look him over, you can see that most of his wounds seem to have been done by a tearing motion, which seems to fall in line, I suppose, with the uh, various zombies which are around you. Does he have armor or anything, or is he just... He doesn't have armor. Um, he has... has fine clothing, but not noble level of fine clothing. He might. Loot the body. <laughs> For purely uh, reasons of working out what's going on. All right. So you're searching for a coin pouch? Um, no, Nero should be doing a proper forensic examination of the body, which would necessarily identify things of value. <laughs> Does he have any papers on him? Yeah, <laughs> any knives, rings? Um, you do not have any particular identity. <laughs> he does seem to be a human, so judging by his fine clothing, you assume that he must be either someone decently ranking or possibly one of the overseers of this particular place. He doesn't seem to be covered in any soot or grime. It just looks as if, well, aside from the blood that he's covered in, but you can see that at most he has a small dagger on him as well as a small coin pouch as well. Go for it. Um, passive investigation of 20. It looks like they are more the hands of a clerk. So there are some ink stains, but there are no calluses which indicate that he is a hard worker. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Short of licking him and doing a ge genome um, sequencing, you probably can't know much further about it. All right, why don't we go down and see whether we can move some of these rocks away from the, the corridor down here? Yeah, bottom left is another lava filled room. Actually, I, if I, I might just walk a little bit further is it in lava, there or is it like more molten metal? Oh, sorry, molten metal. If I move a bit for, more forward, Sam, can I get a better look at the room? Of course. All right. Boom, 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 boom. So 
this particular room seems to be in a similar state, though. You can see that there were previously two smelters which have tipped over. There are another two burnt bodies in here. And directly across from you, you can also see a small area which seems to uh, have some shelves as well as what looks like a small mat and cushion. Ooh. However, you can also see another of the um, creatures that you have just attacked. Just around here somewhere. Uh, there we go. Uh, specifically there. Uh-huh. All right, I'll, I'll report back and tell to chill out everyone. Room. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you also have two up here as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I think perhaps we should see whether we can make any uh, movement of those rocks over here. So that would re that would require Ogre and Morgan. I, I would bet. Yes. It I is, yes. 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 Is there a manual ish labor? So you guys want to come down here? Alrighty. So the boulders directly in front of you are not impassable. They're just going to be rather difficult to move. So can I get independent strength rolls from the two of you? I give them encouragement. <laughs> All right. So the boulder that Mokan is attempting to push at is either braced or something is preventing it from being moved, but Mokan strains at it unsuccessfully. Ogre, on the other hand, Ogre, you are definitely going to be moving this particular boulder. How? Or what would you like done? Silence. Ogre left the building. I feel like Ogre's left the building. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's the case, guys, you want to take a quick break, go to the bathroom, and be back at like five minutes? Yeah, sounds good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay, so our, our options here are either to see what's down this corridor where Ogre's just heroically moved a large boulder to yes. perhaps clear our way, to head back over to this lava room here, and try and entice the zombies in the, um, into the pit of Molten Copper. Yes. Um, and then try and make our way across. That's, of course, we don't know how many zombies there are in C1. Yeah. No. I'm too far away to send them to, so I can't give an exact amount. Um, Look, I feel a bit bad to... But for Ogre to have single-handedly picked up a boulder and held it aside, and for us to just stare at it and walk off. He's <laughs> <laughs> used to I'm it, used to it by now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What oh, did you no. do that for? Our party's got indecision again. <laughs> what a fucking surprise. Ogre's cleared away, but which way should we go? <laughs> well, you know what, on second thought, let's go a different way. That was um, too easy. I'm totally enticed, totally enticed by that room over there. Well, well, while yeah. I am sitting at the end of the 
uh, at the thing looking at this zombie. It's bookshelves uh, and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to launch a, launch a fireball at it and see what it does. You guys are in like two different places. I need to start. Oh, yeah. Let's just know where, where we're going. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, you can see oh. where I am. I'm over. It's standing at the edge of the of the um, pit of molten copper, looking at a zombie down the hallway. I'll, I'll chuck a bit of mind mind sliver at them too while we're at it. Let's let's have some fun. <laughs> let's well, see if we can entice this guy. Down in the bottom left. Yeah, I'm bottom left. You're bottom left. Yeah, he's bottom right. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'll move myself to the wrong place. <laughs> all right, everyone. Split the party. Everyone go in all three directions at once. <laughs> yes, this is why I'm panicking. <laughs> I charge forward. All right. Well, I, uh, he's within range for me to firebolt him. I mean, it's yeah. not going to. Honestly, gonna we it. can just walk do down it. the passage, do see if it's a dead end, then come back. Oh, all right. Fuck. <laughs> oh, uh... Mr. Copper. <laughs> we, all right, we need we need to talk. Yeah, I was later. Please, yeah. guys, I'm begging you right, on my go. knees. Go down the passage. <laughs> hey, don't say, don't right. say knees and coppers right now. We need, Who's got we need the, the best plan stick? Who's got the best stealth to go down a little bit further? Uh, um, been, it's, hey, it's, it's still been, it hasn't been an hour yet. Zero. We can um, oh, it, plus ten. Got it. Yeah, so everyone's still plus ten. Uh, right. I think Tinkrit has the best stealth. I'm at. It's the plus 28. That's, no, 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 that's plus 10, 38. 38, all right. Why don't you march down that hallway then? Okay. Lord Tinkrit. All right, so the room that you emerge into does seem to be quite damaged, but it doesn't seem that this particular room has been used for any smelting equipment, hence by the lack of smelters. As you have a look around, you can see that there does seem to have been a variety of pallets which previously must have um, stored presumably some of the output of the mine itself. However, it looks like all the pallets are empty. Uh, the roof above you has been damaged somewhat, but it looks like it already caved in and has claimed the life of at least two different people, while a third one seems to have been is lying nearby and seems to have a similar amount of slashes. From the previous uh, person in the northern passage. Nero, are you going to come down with us? Absolutely. I'm going to enter in. And um, so I can't see anything alive or undead. Nothing moving. <laughs> Correct. Are these okay. boulders? Are these boulders that have fallen into the center of the room here, Sam? Are they like you? You could stand behind them and still see over them. Like they're not blocking up to the. Anything like that? It's not a correct. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what caused the boulders to fall in. Oh, okay. So as you have a look around, you can see that energy and it looks like energy of some sort seems to have impacted into the roof directly. From the judging by the trajectory. Um, you are able to ascertain it looks like a particular attack must have gone wild and accidentally stabbed into the ceiling, causing this partial cave-in. So I'm it's doing a, an attack object. from the ground, not from above. Correct. Now, Luke Salturum just rolled an at 20 for Arcana. What would you like to know, Luke? I, I, I want to <laughs> know whether I can, what I can tell about the magical effect that went... Um, off in here and, and, and cause the roof to collapse. Yep. All righty. Give me a second. 
That one's fine, that one's fine. Reload that. Uh, I'm stashing that too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? <laughs> All right. So as you have a check around, you are able to ascertain that you can see a variety of different impressions that seem to indicate that the spell being cast around was originally of an electrical origin. Judging by the splash damage as well as the trajectory, building on uh, Nero's help from before, you are able to ascertain that this one doesn't seem to have been used in a bolt method. It looks like this one was done in a ball method. It looks like it was simply lobbed, just albeit with a very bad aim. Even as as you have a look around the room, you do notice that the floor itself does also seem to have a variety of scorch marks and as you shuffle around the boulders on the ground you can also see what looks like a small um, ball of solidified magma. You begin to suspect that whatever has been used in this chamber might actually be that spell that you've recently gleamed from the uh, necromancer's journals. Mm. Uh It looks like he's progressed with his studies. I explain uh, my findings to the rest of the the group, and that I suspect that the the the, the, the spellcaster has progressed with his studies in the the spell that I had gleaned from the materials we found at the necromancer's shack. I can't wait to find him. Super super evil <laughs> sucker. <laughs> I um, rifle through the uh, the bodies, particularly the two non-zombie-ish looking. The one, the one that I'm next to. Yeah, that's if you're <laughs> not doing it already. Uh, I am. I am, but you can do you do the other one. <laughs> now, the people in here seem to have been previously clerks. Again, administrative assistants, presumably in charge of overseeing and running the mine. Uh, you can, one of them does also seem to have been a miner directly, while the burnt body, even as you look, you can see a few mining implements. So at least two miners have died in this particular accident. Or they have, they have children working here? Uh, no, they could be halflings. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> Halfling children work here? Surely you can tell the difference. Yeah, it's, it's the feet. Even in death, they're still hairy. Um, Aside from that, during the rummaging, you're able to find a cartographer's kit, and you're also able to um, liberate five silver pieces combined from the two two of the clerks. We're rich. How much? Five silver pieces. Oh, my. One silver each. Yeah, I'm putting that straight in my character sheet. Hey, <clears throat> do we want to continue to? Is there? Can, can we see? Is there another passageway over here? Should that at all? Correct. That, yeah, we just can't quite see it. There we go. Ah, that's that right. All right. Well, who 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 did that? Um, do you want to move I'm forward? Still thirty-eight. Yeah. Oh, and there's a there's a terrible pause. 
Yeah, sorry. I was moving things off of the incorrect layer that it's meant to be on. Oh. All right. Gah. Sorry. I just had a bug go in my ear. Oh. <laughs> That's the sound I would have made too. <laughs> All right. Yikes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what you can see in this particular room, as you have a look around, there seems to be a solitary statue which presides over the room and directly below it seems to be a one of the giant skeletons that you have been combating up to this point this one does seem to be covered in layers of flesh and um plant life however it does not seem to currently be moving directly in front of you there are also two collapsed dead bodies of the uh type that you've been attacking so far but aside that, from that, that this one correct that one? okay Good thing that they did, huh? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I know who cleared their throat, but from that reverberation, that was terrifying. <laughs> Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> you sound like an old school Legend of Zelda sound effect. <laughs> All right. So this particular room seems to have been made out as a shrine to a god of some sort, but you're not entirely sure exactly why these creatures seem to be dead at the feet of these of this statue. Oh, so this this big thing here is also dead. Yes. Um. Where's the boss fight? <laughs> Chillax, bro. <laughs> It's, it, it is inevitable. <laughs> um, right. I, I go back to my teammates and go, yo, bros, um, maybe, perhaps someone with insight should have a look. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that wasn't metagaming at all. <laughs> maybe someone with religion as well. It's, it's, it's not. I, I've seen things. I've gone, I don't know what they are. <laughs> i get someone who can work it out. That's leadership. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that sounds like mob. So you saw a giant religious statue. That kind of sounds like it might be Mogkan's belly. Oh, no, I, thought, I was thinking Nero can work it out. But uh oh, Mogkan's going there. Uh, oh, well, you see, if you tell me they're dead, I'm going to follow behind. There's a big old, big old religious statue. Okay. The um, I think the first order of business, Sam, is to investigate. Uh, and make sure that those two uh, zombies and this uh, skeletal con- construct don't pose any threat. So in modern-day pop culture, what you're wanting to do is a double tap? I guess yes. so. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. So specifically, what would you like to do? Um, the... Well, the zombies that are dead, do they, is there an obvious reason why that, like, they don't look as, do they look damaged? Do they look. As near as you can tell, they are currently unharmed. And that's the same for the construct. Correct. So, presumably, whatever animating force it is that animates these things, good. If to use animate the third or fourth time in this sentence, then animate <coughs> these three things at will. Would be a reasonable sort of hypothesis. Hmm. The um, I think this might be a job for 
Ogre and Morgan, because I think we'd all be more comfortable investigating this room if there were less zombies and, and constructs with heads. Um, I'm going to take off the legs and arms. Don't no, really yeah. care about the heads. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I guess I'll start with this one. Hey, Saltrum, if things go to shit, can, can I suggest you, 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 you haste me? Because I'm going to cast Hex. Plus, mm-hmm. uh, just trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a shitload of damage. That's <laughs> all right. Um, I'm ready to haste you. <laughs> all right. So as you walk up and begin to deal with these two creatures, um, how exactly are you going to be... Uh, so you're just removing the limbs? Yeah. I'll yep. take off arms first, then legs. All right. So... There is a squelching noise as their limbs are severed from their main bodies. The limbs, as they come off, again tremble, and after a few seconds, dissolve into the uh, soup. The primordial ooze. Does anyone actually have, like, a flask or a vial we can take some of this stuff in? Oh, I do. Yes, good call. I've got an empty flask. Yeah. Let's take some soup. In case one of us Whoa. dies, we can bring him back to life with the soup. Is that in our contract? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's all right. Roll a natural one on um, looking for something one day, and you'll be drinking that instead of water. Uh-oh. <laughs> yum. <laughs> Delicious. Yum, 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 yum. All right. So... Presumably you begin to gather up the remains. Um, every, uh, as you begin to test it out, you see that every time that you seem to be severing part of the body from the main torso, it does immediately liquefy. As you begin to deal with the larger one, you can see that this one seems to actually be a little bit more advanced than the, than the previous ones that you've been battling up to this point, as it looks almost entirely humanoid, just with the occasional mishmash of both flesh and plant, as opposed to the somewhat chaotic and rough humanoid forms that they have been previously. Mm. Um, um, can I have a look at the statue itself to see if there's any sort of... Yeah, could I make a, a religion check? <coughs> yes, you yes, you. <laughs> I couldn't get to the mute fast enough, sorry. <laughs> Twenty-one. All right. So the statue itself seems to be worn uh, just from sheer exposure, and it looks like age. And even as you have a look around, you can see that it's uh, the material that it's made out of does not even seem to resemble the stone and all that which has been made up this particular chamber. As you look upon it, you aren't entirely sure whether you have personally seen this particular deity, at least within polite company, but it tickles something at the back of your mind. Something ancient and horrible seems to be bound around this particular statue. Okay, this is not... Somebody's been reading Lovecraft. Good statue. This is definitely... And if it didn't really look like it and the fact that there are you know, zombies and undead all around. This is not a good deity. 
It is quite evil. What do you want to do? Knock it down? Look, I prefer to, you know, make sure it's not standing so nobody can worship it anymore. <sighs> I, I go push the statue. Thank you. I'll, I'll help him push it over. All right, roll me strength. Advantage. <laughs> Not bad. You will push exactly this hard and no more. <laughs> okay, so you rolled a double 22 for Ogre and 24 for Mokan. All right, so as the two of you touch the statue, you feel a horrible prickling sensation through the uh, through the palms of your hands, even through any protective items that you're currently wearing, like your gloves. And as you begin to push, it does give, and with an almighty shatter, it hits the ground and splits into a variety of parts. Almost immediately, you hear a roar, which pitches through the entire cavern, loud enough that you can feel the stone vibrate under your feet. And in the distance, you can hear rock currently being shifted as any unstable areas just collapse in. Oops. I don't think we did good, guys. <laughs> well, you know, what do we, what do we think was going to occur? We play this hey, one... Look, one more, one more evil deity worship site, you know. Well, I thought Fatboy was going to come alive. <laughs> well, he has no arms and legs, so we'll be right. <laughs> the big one, the really big oh. one, him. Yeah, I took his arms and legs off. Okay, cool. Um, do we want to do a thorough scour of the room to see whether there's any? Secret? Yes, we do. Yeah. All right, so as you scour the room, you hear another roar that trembles throughout the cavern, and in the distance you can hear something very large shuffling and moving. I think uh -oh. there is something coming. Maybe we should prepare for... Okay, I'm, 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 still, I'm still at the, uh, the entrance down here, so I can see if anything's coming. So... Are we okay. short rest? Nope. We'll block the the entrance with the pieces of uh, with all the I've boulders. Got, I've got caltrops and I've got ball bearings, both of which can make people like make it. Was it difficult terrain? And one of them actually does damage. Um, caltrops. I have caltrops and ball bearings. <laughs> Cal bearings. Ball no, no, they're, they're, they're in two separate bags. <laughs> <laughs> are they? <laughs> All right. Okay, so what are you guys doing specifically? Well, have we found anything in the room? You have not been able to find anything aside from now the shattered remains of that particular statue. Cool, 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 cool. cool, cool. Uh, and was it how many limbs? <laughs> There's no writing, well, engraving, anything or anything like that. There is not. All right. Hey, Nero, what about your thing trying to find a secret door or something? Yeah. I uh, scanned the walls and also the statue, Sam, trying to see if there's a hidden pressure points or anything like that. The yep. classic under the statue hidey hole. <laughs> All right, I'm using your passive or, nope, doing an active roll. 
<laughs> wow, I think that's the lowest I've ever seen you do investigation. Yeah, that was an error in judgment. Sure was. <laughs> wow. All right, so the roaring is apparently setting you off, and you glance around with worry and tension, just looking at the various walls, but you aren't able to identify any secret passages. There is another roar, and you hear something scuttling ever closer. Um, You can hear a bit of a sizzling noise, as if something was being plunged into flames, but... Oh, it's going through the fire. (laughs) You otherwise still can't see anything. Saltrum, did you move up there? Yeah, I've moved up to the corridor up here behind the rocks. I am going to chuck my caltrops into this space, into this space here. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they do, but I remember that. They, All they right, I'm going to move over here and, and try and take some cover behind this part of the wall here. All right. And Morgan not doing anything? Oh, you're good. I guess I'll move so up to here. Yeah, wherever I'm just going to prepare where everyone else is moving up to, pretty much. And I Get remain it. hidden. Up there, and, um, I'm actually, gonna... yeah, just I, I'm I'm probably going to try and cut travel down that corridor. So, um, per, per, perhaps uh, I might just move over here. And if you guys want to make sure you don't just don't get in front of me. Right, okay. it is only. Right. Uh, there is another roar, and you hear something wet slapping against stone as something begins to head towards you. Just we do ate my porridge. <laughs> <laughs> we also move. have plus ten on stealth. So if uh, the concealing shadows is still in effect, if we wanted to, uh... yeah, probably hide behind the rocks yes. to see whether things can go past us and we can go the other way. So something crowns the corner, and it looks like an immense ball of flesh and plant tendrils just reaching out everywhere. You can see that it seems to be bound up with both mud as well as a strange black ichor, which seems to be dripping from its various um, plant tendrils as well. As it moves forward, it just lets loose another screaming roar, this time so much closer that you can literally feel it vibrate through your very bones. Can we see it? It's a, where, whereabouts on the map is it? Uh, wait, what layer am I? Oh, I'm on the GM layer. Doop. There we go. Oh my. Wait, it can't fit through those rocks. We're good, guys. <laughs> That's right. It's definitely not stronger than me. How did we kill this last time? Last time we killed a cutting... Well, it was connected. Yeah, the roots off and fire. This... Have we got any more poison? No, we don't. Right, right. That was an, another error in judgment. <laughs> Damn! If only we went and fought those spiders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, again. Stop kill this thing. Is there, yeah. the roof still looks um, pretty dodgy, doesn't it, Sam? No, the roaring has caused everything to cave in. Oh. Okay. Okay. 
Um, What's well, got the cow there? It's going to take one point of damage for each five foot it moves. <laughs> oh no, not five! <laughs> and that's like in this space here, there, 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 and there, and there. Ha ha! Yes. Okay, um, so, uh, so wait, where were these caltropes? It was like here, here, it's basically Green. here, here, here. I'm uh, just using the uh, paint here. tool to uh, do yes. the uh, oh, yes, you can, yes, that's that's where they are, yes, all right, no, not, 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 not the two ones to be fair, not the two ones closest to it, but the other six, noted. All right. So, gentlemen, would you like to roll into initiative or would you like to do this freestyle? Are you wanting to take this thing on? Are we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to haste it. I'm going to hex it. We're going to smash the shit out of it. Right. I'm going to haste you. Oops. Sorry. What's going on here? You can haste other people besides me, just to be clear. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to twin spell it. Um... Okay, I'm gonna spend. Are we rolling for initiative first? Can I? Yep, hit me up with initiative. Hey, do we get any? Um, they, they can't see us because we're all hidden. Hmm. Shit, I'm not gonna go last. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, guess what? I get to re-roll. <laughs> Doesn't honestly well, matter with initiative, but well, Khan, you, you, you may wish to consider it. Okay, where is Ogre? Actually, good question. Where is Ogre? I am here. Yep, there you are. Thank you. I'll finish herping my derp. Okay, Ogre at turn. Ogre's was a fifteen. Apparently. It... This creature has rolled a 15.01. Mm. I'm still... What? He beats me by 0.1? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> oh my god, Ogre is not the last person. <laughs> no, and I just rolled a 1. Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> Alright. I'm, I'm going to spend one of my 20s. So <laughs> what is that? Oh, should I spend 20 on it? What does it mean with an initiative with a natural one? You go last. Okay. Yeah, it just means that that's the turn order. Like This is the one time where 20s and 1s don't really matter. It just is the turn at which you do things. Right. I mean, there's a chance I might do enough damage to kill you outright before it gets to your turn, but... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, Solturum, where is he? There he is. Who has a one. Yeah. That is a lot of one guys. Yeah, three ones. Yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the way I was boasting about getting to re-roll from a one and I got like eleven. <laughs> With a plus four. Yeah, um right. Solturum and Mokan, who has the higher decks? 
<laughs> okay, Solterum it is. <laughs> All right. Shockingly, Nero is up first. All right, so the creature coming towards you seems to have a lot of visual cues which are very similar to the uh, thing that you slaughtered in the necromancer's hut mere days ago. It, this one seems to be much bigger on the other hand, and you definitely do not recall it dripping that black ichor back then. Hmm. The good thing about going first is I have a really clear plan of what I want to do. Run away? You... <laughs> <laughs> to, to, the, to the dead end. Um, so I'm first I'm going to study it to um, glean what I can glean about its fighting style, etc. And that's a contested perception check. Oof. So that was a perception of 11. You're just studying it, correct? Correct. Is this yes. the one to put in your thing so you can get advantage? That's right. So it's, I think it's deception to contest it. All right. So we've got a 14. Good. All right. So aside from the superficial similarities, this creature probably said, puts a sense of dread into you. And honestly, you're not quite sure how to deal with it. The... Um... Right. Hmm. Is that it for your turn? The am I already hidden? Uh, yes. If I'm already hidden, I'm going to ready an action, which is shoot it with my bow. Mm -hmm. If it gets to there. Yep. Okay. Right. What if it's what 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 if it's charging high? It's going off to the statue. And it just ignores us because we're still still. I may not. I may not take the action. Mm. Okay. Right, moving on to Oga. Did we lose Luke again? No, I'm still here. Just thinking. Ah, okay. It's Oga. It takes a time. Takes some time. <laughs> <laughs> I can see over these rocks, yeah. Um, these ones? Yeah, the ones right in front of me. Correct. I guess I'll just ready a javelin and cue if anyone else attacks at all, throw a javelin at it. Alright. Uh, Tinkrit? Um, I'm going to cast Hexblade's Curse on it. Alright. For our listeners, what does that involve? Uh... Basically, it means the curse. I get a plus three bonus to damage. I score a critical of on a nineteen or a twenty, um, and I don't like it. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't like it at all. I don't like it. Shopping trolley gone. <laughs> My language has been murdered. <laughs> all right, so. The creature begins to lumber forward. It seems to 
be actively just moving past and even as it goes over the various rocks and so forth you can see that it seems to be almost scouring everything clear the dirt is reduced to a small sludge which very quickly gives away to bare rock in its pathway uh, it takes six damage from the caltropes as it rolls over them and it begins to pull itself into the room using its various uh slow though right sorry caltrops also slow it every couch five feet of caltrops slows it by 10 feet correct so dun, dun, dun. yes all right now as it gets into the room i believe was somebody readying in action just for when it gets into the room or when you guys were attacking? Um, I was readying in action, but I'm not going to do it. Okay. Give me a second. I for when someone else attacks it, so... Just wait. So as it enters the room, you can see that the strange fluid that it's giving off which is scouring everything begins to give off wisps as it hits the air and very quickly the room begins to fill with fumes so give me a moment um do 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 can you guys see the aura around it now no no all right, give me a sec. Up oh, there we go. All right, yes, noxious fumes. So Nero and Morkan, the two of you are able to smell that almost immediately as it enters the room. All right, Salturum. Yeah. Tis your turn. Um, I, I I just I'm just thinking about whether it's actually just charging off in the direction of the, the 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 shrine we've just destroyed, or and whether it's got any capacity to sense it, given how we are at the moment. Um, I will car. I will twin spell haste. Onto Ogre and um, Tinkrit. Yep. Um, so just give me. Alright, so choose a willing creature you can see within range until the spells end. The target's speed is doubled, gains plus 2 to AC, has advantage on decks pretty much what it was, I think, two sessions ago when we last cast it. Yep, no worries. Oh, there we go. Apparently I found a Caltrops um, picture. Alright, anything else for your turn? All good. All right, Morkan, can I get you to make a constitution saving throw? Uh-oh. 
That is an 11. That's a don't, don't you have plus three, your finger magic to saving throws? Mm. Ah, there it is. Oh, oh, that wasn't overly helpful. Do, 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 do. Oh, there it is. All right. So, unfortunately, it looks like you have failed of this one. Now, assuming that you can be put under it, you are now considered poisoned as the fumes render you choking a little bit. So, the creature spends its action that turn retching and reeling. Uh, creatures that don't need to breathe or are immune to poison automatically succeed on the saving throw. No. Alright. So, for the rest of you, you hear a horrific inhaling and then a hacking sound as presumably Morgan begins to give in to the fumes and is unable to take his action. <laughs> All right, on to round two, Nero. <laughs> um, this aura that I'm in, it would be worthwhile getting out of it? Um, possibly, but you also need to make a constitution saving throw. Glad I mentioned the aura. Now, I still have Bardic Inspiration. Mm-hmm. I can tell you now, even with that, you would not be yeah. able to save this. So I guess I'd lose my turn. Yep. So Nero and Morkan are now left incapacitated, retching and coughing. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna move down to here, and then pull Nero into this space and tell him to be quiet. Yep. <laughs> I know. Listen, I know you're being poisoned, but shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So that's going to be a strength. I presume that Nero would not fight that, or would he? I would not. Okay, so you're pulled out of the fumes and take a deep breath of air, but you're still coughing and reeling. So on your next turn, you'll be able to make another save. Okay. All right. Um, Olga, anything else? Um, well, that's my action done, isn't it? Might move around to here then. Yep. All right. Uh, Tinker. I am going to cast Hex on it as a bonus action mm -hmm. to add to my double Hex. <laughs> and I am going to cast Dissonant Whispers on it to make it run away, the dirty beast. Because <laughs> this time it doesn't have hold of any of my friends. <laughs> All right. And I've got another action as well because I'm hasted. All right. It has rolled a 12 against your Dissonant Whispers. Um, you're doing 13 psionic damage, correct? Yep. Psychic right. damage, yep. Plus, plus 1D, whatever that was, the four points of necrotic damage. 
Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to shoot it, I think, because uh, it doesn't look like a good idea to get within range. <laughs> I can't green flame blade an arrow, unfortunately. You cannot. <laughs> so that's 15 points of damage. All right. So the and arrow shoots out and impacts and into... Here. Sorry? And I'll move to there. So yes, the arrow shoots out and impacts directly into the middle of the writhing mass of uh, tendrils and ica. Um Even as you watch, you can see that the area that the arrow impacted into... The arrow seems to just be outright melting away into a fluid. <laughs> Eldritch blast for you from now on, my friend. <laughs> All right. Oh, we lose someone. Uh, we've lost Luke E. Okay. He'll be back. He'll be back. All right. Now, it is the creature's turn, and it begins to stumble forward once more. Five, ten, and it gets to here when it can begin to hear the retching and coughing of Morkan, where it stops and then begins to... You can almost sense it turning towards him, even though you can't actually see any visible change in the mass of tendrils. And it begins to move towards him. Now, as that occurs, I am going to be generous and say that nothing happens for the rest of its turn. Salturum. No, you can cast other spells. You can't cast another concentration spell. No, you're not. You get... Yeah, you get it without anybody else. Twenty-six. <laughs> All right. So it rolled a dexterity for its dexterity saving throw. Um, let's have a look. It rolled a ten. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So your flames impact into the creature, and you hear a sizzling as they get doused almost immediately by the ica. You can see some of the plants have been burnt away, but they are moved back into the centre of the mass and very quickly out of sight. (sighs) 
Harden up, princesses. You're on a warship now. <laughs> All right. Um, that's Does it. Your warship turn sail on lava, by the way. It's already gone. We heard we heard sizzling. It's gone through lava. Oh. All right. Morkan. Constitution saving throw. <laughs> wow, that was an impressed sound. Catching in a 20. All right. Yeah. It rolls an 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, you dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to hurt it, not scare it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Why is it still moving forward when I cast dissonant, dissonant whispers on it? It's supposed to run away. <laughs> so we've both cast run away from each of us. <laughs> it's going this way. No, that way. Oh, this way. No. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. It's just a and a puff of that's okay. Any of this works. <laughs> All right. That's it for Morkan or? Yes. All righty. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. So moving on to round three, Nero. Hmm. Three. So time for another save. Not for this one. You're out of the. Oh, I'm out. So I, I thought you said I still needed to save. Nope. You're out of the danger zone. Maybe. <laughs> I think that. What was that? The. What did you say, Olga? Ah, for now. Okay. Going to move to there. All right. And you're going to move against the boulder. Can I? So I'm standing in front of. Oh, so that is just one big boulder. So is there okay? Yep, that's fine. Actually, maybe there. Then I'm going to 
Shoot it, which will mm -hmm. probably kill it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to cash in a 20 to immediately kill it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to dash to there. Oh, are you? Through Caltrops. Oh, fucking Caltrops. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's like we've snake attacked ourselves. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just getting started. Trust me. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> So you'll be taking two HP of damage from moving through the Caltrops? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> um, let's have a look here. All right, moving on to Ogar. It did take 14 points of damage. Maybe. As if it was in the here and No, we're going to kill the fucking thing. It's our <laughs> job, isn't it? Kill things. It's only a constitution save. Yep, hit me. Uh, I think you have two. Because um, you did have that one that you nearly lost, but you got used the 20 back then to get it again. So yeah, you have two. Chuck a rock. Oh, it might have been the hand axes. Yeah, either way. <laughs> All right, both of these are going to hit. Three of them are going to hit. <laughs> All right. Yes, that's nice. <laughs> Alrighty. So as you are presumably doing that whole cartoon thing of, you know, reaching back, throwing, reaching back, throwing, reaching back, throwing, pulling things out of a random hammer space, in complete horror, you watch as it, your hand axes impact into this creature and the ica just immediately corrodes and melts your, both your hand axes away. Entirely? Are they entirely, entirely melted? Entirely melted. Yeah. Did the ghost... <laughs> they melt into a pool of corrosive-looking metal. Metal? Did you say metal? Metal. Lovely. Um, the javelin... The first of the javelins does go the same way as the hand axes. Don't worry, it's been taking it's going to be taking damage from all these. The all right, 
Give me a sec while I count that up. 14. So the handles heard it. <laughs> Uh, 22, 24, 26, 29, and now for the crit. 20. Okay. All right. So it's um, as the axes go through, you can see that they do seem to impact into the plant and cause a lot of damage. Things get splintered and other parts of it fly off. Um, but as soon as they reach the ichor at the centre of the body, that's when they just begin to dissolve. However, for your natural 20, on the other hand, are you banking that or using it? We're using. We're using. You'll use it? All right. This one seems to have a strange glow about it, and Morkan, you'll be able to detect a slight divine presence as whatever is going on with this javelin, it surges through the creature and then appears on the other side of it, trembling in the wall. So about there. Now, as you look at it... Sorry? As you look at it, you can see that the javelin seems to have changed form. It seems to have been dyed a very black colour, and the corrosion seems to have turned the blade of the javelin into a wicked edge, um, which seems to also be a deep purple colour. Nice. I'm too stupid to put it together. You get a crit. <laughs> Maybe. Alrighty. Um, coming up next is Tinkret. Tinkret is so you said there's a like gooby metal inside it, right? Um, the hand axes and the metal components have just been reduced to a corrosive metal. Yes. Cool. Well, I'm going to cast heat metal on it. Yep. And you can suck on that for the, the, the first part. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that, plus my hex, which is plus three for the damage. And what's this one? Because this happens at the same time. Oh, great. One. Uh, <laughs> and the. Oh, where is it? Features and traits. Uh, the other. Hexblade's curse. Does another three points of damage. All right. Um, pl- okay, so that's my first one. Now I'm going to cast another spell. And I'm going to... And that'll continue to do damage, by the way, at 2d8. Mm-hmm. Every, every round. And I'm going to do... Another Dissonant Whispers, I think. You know what? I'm going to do Fairy Fire, which gives advantage to everybody that hereafter to attack it. All right. So for those listening, Fairy Fire, each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Your choice. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. So dexterity saving throw. <coughs> it gets a 11. Ba-bow. All right. For the duration, objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. 
All right, any attack roll against the affected creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see it, and the affected creature or object cannot benefit from being invisible. And um, I can move. I will move. To, uh, uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> to there. All right, and you're done? I'm done. All right. So... The creature is currently being repelled by the magical symbol that um, Morkan is using against it. It seems to sway back and forth on the spot for a second, but it doesn't seem to be wanting to give up any particular ground. Uh, just a sec, let me read over. Right, it's this scared one. by me as well, remember, from Dissonant Whispers. <clears throat> it always wants to move away. Let me have a look. Turn for one minute or until it takes damage. <laughs> well, there we go. All right, so it looks like it is no longer being turned because it has taken damage. When you and it begins to move and ooze its way towards you guys. And it gets into immediate combat range. Now, around here... Whoa, 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 whoa. Just in a whispers makes it go away from me. Oh. No, no, it doesn't say until it takes damage. No, not just not whispers. Dissonant whispers is something else. It's different. Correct. Yep. Dissonant whispers is not. <clears throat> Okay, so it should head in this direction, which is why which is why I moved where I was. Give me a sec. I'm just going to confirm one thing with Thomas. Okay. All right. <laughs> one thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll punch you in the face if you tell him otherwise. <laughs> Oh, hang on. I'm just reading this in a whispers, and it says it takes 3d6 damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. Yes. All right, I'm back. All right, and no, Thomas does not make a good DM. <laughs> Why? Um, you know those people who know so much about a topic where you go, hey, what do I do? they like, oh, you can do this, and then you can do this, and then if you know about this, you can do this, and then if you include that, you can also do that, and there's also this thing, and then if we start doing homebrew, and that's just, yeah. He, he doesn't do good at answering questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tried running a campaign once and his, um, one of his friends came over and was like, okay, so we need to start building a character, right? How do I do that? And he literally did all that and like piled seven books down and said, you could do this, you could do that, you could do that. And by the end, 
two minutes later, she looked just so overwhelmed. I'm like, what's your favorite Lord of the Rings character? Galadriel, all right. Do you like magic, hitting things, or being sneaky? Okay, you're a bard <laughs> and you're a high elf. Done. <laughs> and yes. then Thomas looked insulted and grumbled. I think I think we've all played with Thomas, haven't we? Yeah. I remember when I when I remember when I told Solturum like what to do and then like shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened when I played with Thomas. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right. So I have confirmed with Thomas it is not going the opposite way. Dun dun. It, what do you mean? What do you what do you mean? <laughs> All right. So the creature in question gets close, and as it does so, it slams a bunch of its plant tendrils into the ground, and you can sense that rock and earth under you is being adjusted and moved around. As several black tendrils crawl their way, sneak their oh. way out of the ground and begin trying to latch on and smack into people. <clears throat> all righty um and lastly it is going to try and make an attempt to smack around Morkan. as one of the tendrils one of the larger tendrils flies out a 17 is going to hit correct it will not all right but it slams onto the ground next to you instead all right salturum where is salturum salturum's over there all right The party is assaulted by a strange construct which has the face of Baron Fritz and is formed of necromantic energies, undead flesh, and plants. The creature is seemingly vulnerable to a variety of attacks until it is finally felled by Sulturim's magics. <laughs> 